You're listening to the Tastemasters, where we sit down and learn from artists within the world of craft beer, liquor, and various fermentation techniques. All right, family, we are here in the house of Mountain West Cider, and I'm here with some two of my favorite people, Elizabeth Osmolowski, owner and hard-ass, badass worker over at Scion Cider Bar, and my dear friend, Marcio Buffalo. Hi. Hello, sir. Hi, friends. How are we doing today? Good. Marcio's my dear friend, too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> now, but we are here to press apples this morning, right? So, Marcio, we, what was going on this morning here at Mountain West? So, today is a uh, fall harvest fast. So, it's the day where we uh, bring big, great apples, those ugly apples that nobody wants into the grocery store, the one with small defects, and we turn that into amazing cider. Hell yeah. So, today the is the day the community bring apples. We uh, partner with the Green Urban. Green Urban Lunchbox. Yeah. It's a non-profit organization that help people uh, harvesting their fruits and vegetables and other things. And they select the uh, grade A apples or vegetables and other fruits and sell those in order to com- um, maintain the non-profit organization. But the big grade apples used to go to the trash or feed pigs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you throwing delicious, small, ugly apples? Yeah. Let's press that, like get some juice. Let's naturally ferment it, natural carbonated, and make a natural hard cider. Mm-hmm. And what's so cool about that is that every year it comes out a little different because yes. you never know the blend of apples. Right. And how much do you usually produce? Uh, around 70 to 80 cases. Okay. So it's it's a very limited amount. Yeah. We, we have six, around 6,000 pounds of apples that we're going to press today. And each year is a different blend, like she said. And... We don't know either which bacteria and yeast are present into those those apples. That's so, so cool. Every year change. Every is a different beast. Yeah, and it's that still beautiful green label, the lunchbox series, yes. right? We we're gonna start probably selling that into December, mm-hmm. and we always make the uh, last year and actual year together in a dual pack, so we can already taste the difference. Oh, oh hell yeah! That's exciting. That yeah, is really sure. cool, actually. Is it only annual? You do this only annual once okay. a year? Yeah. And then, will there be some vegetables going into this one? No, there's only apples. Will there no, ever be vegetables going into it? One day, who knows? <laughs> I mean, carrot could fall into the bin by accident. Beets, for it, color. You never know. Exactly. But then also, we, we Elizabeth and I are here because we wanted to see the pressing of the juice. Elizabeth kind of likes cider. And then <laughs> we're here to do the, the fall crawl. So you tell El Trail did a fall crawl, and we've been doing that all day today. Uh, this is what we had to get a stamp here. So we have a Mountain West stamp. Um, and we also have delicious apples that, Elizabeth, why did you bring these two apples again? You know, uh, kind of what Marcia was saying, what Green Urban Lunchbox does is forage from community apples. So we've been kind of just walking walking around our neighborhood in Sandy looking for crab apples and finding all these unique things. And we're like making little pin marks. So I was walking the dog and one of my neighbors said, hey, you can have apples off our tree. We think they're Granny Smith, but... But we're not really sure because they're kind of sweet and they're just starting to turn a little red. So they're kind of green, a little bit of red streaks. And so I don't, we don't know what they are yet. But, and she didn't even know I owned a cidery. So, oh. <laughs> so I was like, yes, we will take all your apples and we will press them as well. We're going to do a, our, our little own mini crush with our orchardist. So our orchardist is going to take a look at these apples too and try to figure out what are they. Because yeah. we, 
you don't really know because there's what 7,500 types of apples. Well, do you so. have like a? I know on the iPhone. I don't know if you guys have iPhones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. um, I have the Google Lens, so it, it gave me but, two uh, possible answers. But when it gives you like, can you can you identify yeah. apples in it? Yeah. Is it like a apple tracker? Kind. It's harder. Yeah, it's yeah, harder. yeah. Because there's so many. You know, gen- uh, apples are really unique genetically. Yeah. And I am not an apple expert. So how do you to be. guys identify apples? Do you look at it and you're like, oh, I have to break it open, I have to taste it. Like, how do you? There's so many have aspects of color, size, sweetness, tartness, tannins, uh, astringency, uh, acid levels. Uh, the taste itself, it's like more like a, a flower taste or it's more like crisp or sweet. So, so <laughs> there's many things. so many things you can analyze right. to distinguish Damn. between 7,500 right. apples. Yeah. Right. And there's apples that are unique to regions, right? Mm-hmm. Like all over the world, there's, you know, certain certain varieties that only grow in that part of the world. And right here in Utah, we have the Elliott Gold, which is unique to Utah. Right. So this might actually be an Elliott Gold. Again, we don't know. Could it be like a hybrid of Elliott Gold? It could, I don't, could be. Sort could of, be. yeah. Could be a hybrid from many things you don't know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys kind of like throw it in and see who yeah. makes great juice. Exactly. <laughs> and see what happens, right? So when it comes to collaborations like the Lunchbox series, what other collaborations are you guys looking forward to by the end of the year or uh, upcoming next year? Is there anything in the works behind the uh, scenes in the cider world? Yeah. So we partner with a few distilleries in town to get some uh, barrels. And Ooh. next year we will have a cider, um, cocktail-inspired cider. Oh. So right now I have dented brick rum barrels. And it's been aging a mojito base Ooh. and a pina colada base. Okay. So those are going to be next year, uh, two of the first release of this cocktail series. Uh, bourbon as well. We're going to make a um, uh, Kendak Mule. Oh, wow. And our Old Fashioned. Nice. Perfect. So all like high ABV, barrel aged ciders. Also, a uh, matter of partnership, uh, we're studying a um, possible collaboration with High Point mm-hmm. to make a uh, Idaho, Utah cider. Yep. Have 50-50. So, yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Really cool. Liz, anything your way? Uh, wow. Yeah. I mean, we just love what's happening in the Utah cider space in general. So we're always thinking of new ways to collaborate with, with Marcio and, and the team here at Mountain West. Um, and, and of course, all the new guys on the block with Second Summit. Yeah, they will be here, you know, all day today too. Well, not Second Summit, but they, they will have cider here of, of Second Summit's. Yeah as well as at a place, as well as ours from Cyan Cider at their Fall Fest. So, again, yes. that's how we collaborate and support each yeah. other, which and is so exciting. Unfortunately, this will be aired after the Fall that's Fest. True. But yeah. what's happening for the Fall Fest, Marcio? So the Fall Fest, it's an all-ages uh, fest. We have activity for kids. Uh, we have the community coming to help us suppress the apples. But also it's a fest. So mm-hmm. people can bring their own pets. They can bring kids. Mm-hmm. We're going to be uh, grilling and cooking barbecue uh, yeah. brats. Things like that. So it's, it's just a, a fest to celebrate the... The I fall think, harvest. The fall, fall harvest. harvest. Yes. Yeah. So sorry if you missed it after, you know, yeah. recording ads. Get, but so mark the calendar for next year. Next year. It's, <laughs> obviously, it's going to be the annual thing. So now we know about yeah. it. It's, yeah. it's tough because this time of year, I feel like around the Oktoberfest fall towards the beginning mm-hmm. of winter... Everyone's having an event. It's like so many events. Like, which ones do you do? This is right. so many, you know, sometimes you've missed some, you miss others. Right. And our, our go, it's grow this event to a point that we want to, like, probably next year have a bigger press so other setters can press with us. Mm-hmm. Oh, be so uh, cool. Classes. We want to introduce a uh, set of classes with uh, Matt, Elizabeth, mm-hmm. Rio, Joe, guys like from the industry in Utah. Uh, I would love to hear about the, at a place and the orchard they have over there because yeah. they're the only orchard cider in 
in the States. So, of course, we want to hear about the apples they have and stuff like that. Yeah, it's exactly. unique. So. Exactly. And this Wednesday, like at a place, is coming up to do an yep. apple tasting at Science. So, again, we're all sharing knowledge and, yes. and resources with each other. Yeah. So, we just love that. Like, you know, we're kind of like the beer industry, I hope, because yeah. you guys are so collaborative. No, but you guys are doing, I mean, I say you guys, because Marceau, you, I mean, we always talk about this, but you have been a huge impact in the Utah beer community, especially for me. You're one of my idols in the beer world, right? Luckily, one of my dear friends were, you left kind of the beer world, I didn't leave, but you transitioned from the beer world on a high note, and you took over a cider company, or as head cider maker, like, hey, I'm going to take my magic, and I'm going to learn a different uh, language in fermentation, and I'm going to kick its ass. And you're doing that. And you're bringing right. your, your, your love and taste to that fermentation field. And then watching you guys as a cider community grow just like the beer. And, you know, we are all kind of together. I wish we exactly. could always, like, have, instead of the Utah Brewers Guild, it's like, you just, we're all brewers, right? It's like yeah. all. Well, cider's not brewed. It's yeah. fermented. Oh, we're all fermenters. <laughs> <laughs> it's all fermenting guild, Yeah, right? like, let's so, work on that education I wish part. we could have, like, a, you know, a huge family where it's just, like, one thing, right? But then you have your own fields, you know. The distillers, I feel like the distillers are still kind of in the in the, but again, the bushes. But again, the crossover that Marcia was just talking about. Yeah. Yes. Uh, trying to do this collaboration things. It's it's easy when you look at the past. What happened to the beer world in 2010 to 2014, 15, that, that growth. Cider is in the same path. So it's kind of like easy. Just look back what happened to the beer. Follow the good examples. And you're going to get a good success in cider. Yeah. I, I, I believe in that. So, and one thing we saw that was before 2012 was no community on the, on the craft beer world. Because we have like 10, 12 big ones and that's it. Mm -hmm. After that explosion in uh, local uh, breweries, that thing become a community. A fact that it, it, everybody's helping each other. So I think the cider is going the same path. And because we have good examples in the past, we can only follow the good ones. Right. We don't have to follow the bad ones. <laughs> yeah. And it's the same thing with the community, you know. I'm still getting hit up to this day, like, hey, do you know who has this small or this? Like, I need this. I need this, you know. And you guys do the same thing. Like, hey, do you have this? I don't know. So yeah. anytime I have apples, I'm just going to bring it to you guys. Like, I have apples. I, I am not a specialist in apples, so bring it to her. <laughs> no, bring it to my orchardist. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll figure out where to bring it to, right? Exactly. I love we will, this. We will make it work. But I'm excited sure. to go chase some fall fest food, and then I want to see this press. God damn yeah, it. Yeah, we're sure. so excited for the excited. activity of the day. And uh, as the same was uh, CBC... For, for beer, we will all, I hope, all be together in Portland in January for CiderCon. Mm -hmm. It's the scientific uh, aspect of cider. Yeah. Go from uh, how to ferment, improving fermentation, styles. And the nice thing is, <clears throat> one thing that we never saw this into the beer world, it's the growers, the farmers. Because mm, now we yeah. have the aspect of... Uh, how long you leave your apples to the tree, how that will change the flavor of your cider. If you harvest early, harvest late, mm, how you press, sugar content. change sugar content, yeah. tannin content, acid content, types of apples. So that is a brand new world for the fermentation people. Yeah. That, that doesn't happen into the beer world. You're never going to see a grain farmer into the, no, into the CBC. Yeah. You're going to see hops because it's the hot topic, but sure. two or yeah. three. Not yeah. the growers. You're going to find the brokers in the company that process them. Right. But the, the growers are not there. I think right. about the yeast. I see yeast, uh, prop. you know, the companies who put who sell you the yeast, but I don't see even some scientists. The scientists, that, the guys, yeah. Hey, this is what yeast I genetically modified or whatever. I don't. No, I that, that, that you can see in the Cytocon. You can oh, meet cool. people there, uh, breeders, for 100 years, 200 years, farmers. The guys are breeding and making new apples every year. Yeah. 
Man, and that's so cool. And we got to keep that agricultural element alive. Yeah. That's important. And right? I think we got to uh, put it throughout the whole fermentation community. I think we all need to do that. Mm -hmm. I think I, for, for sake, I want to know where that koji comes from. Sure. Right? Yeah. Like, what, where, well, ask you, Jill. Well, I have to ask Jill. Like, yeah. what the, the mold, I want to know why, how, you know, yeah. all the things. Yeah. But it does feel like with Solstice Mall, like you guys are very connected to that right. process locally. So I don't know enough about that, that group, but it feels it's, like they're It's involved. growing. Yeah, it's yeah. coming for yeah. sure. But you ready to press some apples? Let's do it. Thanks, Marcia. Thanks, Liz. Thanks. See you Thanks, soon. Dude. Love you. Oh, our family, this is a special, it sounds like it's an annual episode that we're doing for Utah Ale Trail. We are here at Scion Cider Bar. Thank you, Scion, for hosting this. And I'm here with some of my three dearest friends, Jocelyn Delaney and Mr. Troy Mum. Hello, friends. How are you? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Is it afternoon already? Oh, shit. Good yeah, morning. Barely. I'm in morning mode still. What time is it? Yeah. <laughs> but welcome, guys. Delaney, you were here last year. Sure was. Talking about this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what do you think about here in Scion last year to this year? Um, well, it feels, I mean, as we were just talking about, it feels a lot bigger this year. Um, I think it's crazy because last year I was just hopping on with Offset. Um, so it's great that we have our own episode this year yeah. as opposed to tagging along. So it feels a little bigger and better, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's really cool. Troy, this is the first time you've been on uh, Tastemasters, correct? Uh, I think I hopped on uh, last year when you did the uh, little bit at Wasatch. Was it a hop, fresh hop? Yes. yes. That's right. Gotcha. That yeah. was the one? Yeah. Sweet. We just Welcome like tagging out. along. Yeah, I like you guys tagging along. Yeah. <laughs> so what's it like this year? Uh, Justin, I'll start with you. What's it like this year versus last year? What's different? What do you guys actually put emphasis in? How do you see it? Yeah, I think this year we tried to be a little more uh, proactive on the marketing end of things. Uh, you know, just trying a couple different things to get the word out, uh, you know, we know it's like consumer-based. We want consumers to be excited about it, and we want the breweries to grab onto it. So we tried a little bit earlier to get people involved. Um, we spent a little bit of money, actual money, just to try to get, uh, you know, we did spots at KRCL, <coughs> excuse me, which we already have running uh, for Third Sun, but uh, we switched it so it was for the Ale Trail. Uh, and then we actually did an X96 spot, mm -hmm. which was kind of entertaining yeah. although i was not there you guys can talk about that yeah we went on radio from hell on monday and awesome. talked with them about the ale trail and that was cool yeah troy yeah. really carried us on his shoulders i think i gave one laugh the whole time it was <laughs> nice. great there were little giggles in the background Deep. i wasn't there but well, troy it, troy's a pro we he don't have high. the hour to stretch out like we do here yeah to give all the info you gotta yeah. does it feel a little bit rushed because you have to it's a radio yeah go 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 yeah Absolutely. exactly but those guys were great they were super friendly and and uh you know, they were right on top of it. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. Do you think, do they participate in said ale trail? Uh, they certainly participate in drinking beer, <laughs> from what I could tell. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't remember his name, but he said he was banned from Cedar City, so he wasn't going to be going to that brewery, but he was going to be some of the other ones in town, so. Those guys are animals. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So, Troy, what's it, what's it like to get ahead of the game this year? Because I feel like last year you guys kind of cut it close to marketing and trying to blowing this up. But this yeah. year, you, you backed it up a little bit. Well, it's always it's always tricky to get answers from breweries. And so uh, we'll get, we started a little earlier to just like say, okay, hey, are you on board on uh, reaching out to them? And, you know, half of them know what it is. They're like, yep, no problem. You know, the answer right away. Um, and others, we had a couple come to us uh, that had we couldn't get a hold of. And then they reached out and said, we want to be part of this too. Oh, cool. um, so that was cool. And, and we have... Uh, I don't know, what do you want to call this, 95% participation of the breweries in Utah. 
So, um, you know, maybe next we can get them all and say, what, you know, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt anything for you to be on the passport. No, you don't have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just exactly. say, put our name right here and then offer some swag, potentially, or even yeah. like a high five. Totally. Yeah. Like, if I get my four stamp and I go there and I get a high five from the owner, hey, I'll go. <laughs> yeah. But is there is there a brewery or a cider uh, facility that you guys haven't had that you want on badly? Even big scale, even like, for example, Squaws and Wasatch is on there, right? But is there like a- well, you know, that's a whole weird situation, right? So the, the Salt, Lake Brewing Collect, uh, Salt Lake City Brewing is on there, which is at Squatters, mm. okay? And the Wasatch Squatters Tap Room is on there, right? But, but not separate. the Wasatch- Park City. Park City or the Wasatch Sugar House. <laughs> right, but that's okay. And there, you know, who is in charge of what over through, through that whole thing is kind of hard to untangle, but- um, also, you know, but yeah, that's fine too. So, but I think the the one that I'd love to uh, love to get in touch with that we have a hard time with is Zion, in uh, down in by Zion National Park yeah. and in St. George, right? I think it's Springdale. Yeah. Is Springdale. Where from. Springdale. Springdale. Yeah, Utah. I was but, gonna say that uh, Policy Kings. Uh, this is their first year being on it, and they I loved seeing that. Ooh. I know we were we were actually really excited about that because we just you know we're not in Cedar City very much, of course, and. Uh, so when they opted in a little bit close to our deadline, we just were like, okay, we've got to make it. Delaney had to move all the logos around the passport again and things like that. But Not we're like, even no, just we, for them, for we, other people yeah. as well. Well, so. it, happened a, it happened a couple of times. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Um, but we we're really happy to have them on. And I happened to have a friend's daughter uh, racing in the mountain bike state championship race yesterday in park in cedar city oh that was your stamp i saw online yeah oh, yeah so awesome. we got up early we drove down there to see the kid race at 11 25 mm-hmm. uh we you know she did great she finished 57th out of all of the the freshman girls oh wow and uh and then we went into town and i emailed because they weren't policy kings opens at three o'clock and they weren't quite open, so I emailed, and they got right back to me. And so we went over and took Tell some photos and bought a six-pack. And, yeah, and you they got were, their new Martin, right? Was that what it was? Uh, what was that beer? Yeah, it's the Vibe. Vibetoberfest. Vibetoberfest, thank you. Yep, <laughs> yeah. and it's a Marzen. Uh, I haven't tried it yet, honestly. But hey, I've, you know what? What Dre, Dre is one of the most underrated. I love that guy. He's an underrated brewer. He kicks ass. His, his, his vision for beer is far beyond what his equipment lets him do. Let's just yeah. say that. And Sarah is just a workhorse. That, they are both, oh, I'm glad that they got you in. Because yeah. that place is so quaint, so beautiful. And yeah, it's Policy Kings, PK. Yeah, oh. it was great. I'm, I'm really glad they're on it. So we got them this year. That was a good yeah. one. I think as far as, you know, back to your question, a lot of the places that we wanted on it, we actually got this year. Boom. I love it. Um, we're still missing a few, but it was really great. I mean, we had 23 participating breweries last year and we have 35 That's this year awesome, so guys. yeah that was um, pretty kick-ass the folks up in vernal don't want to uh get in touch it'd be good to hear from them <laughs> yeah uh we'll, we'll, vernal we'll work on that. Yeah. yeah but it's also very difficult to people have this weird you know we're um elizabeth from scion and i were talking about we're doing all of it next year but if you guys keep adding, there's no hell. How am I start in St. George? <laughs> yeah. If you get Moab, I have to go out. Oh, it's just, I need yeah. someone with a plane. <laughs> yeah. I think we need to, we need to, we'll have an advisory committee. You guys can be on it and we can figure out like how long it should be yeah. for everyone to hit things. Cause it would, it would be awesome if we had Moab, 
Yeah, this year we had Helper and uh, Heber Valley. Heber Valley was on last year, but I don't think Helper was. Helper, no. Helper open wasn't. Yet. They just opened. Yeah, yeah. Helper. Uh, and next year, I think two rows should have their tap room open. And yeah. I'm sure oh, he'll yeah. participate. Yeah. Helper's a great place. It stopped there and dropped so off good. their stuff. It's fantastic uh, location and building, and yeah, their I mean, beer's pizza? good, and their pizza's good. And the cool. staff's good. Yeah. yeah. They make great shit. So on the Paul Crow, I was telling uh, Troy about this. If someone does get every single stamp, is there like an ultimate prize? It's a, that's a secret, I guess. If, if you do that, let us know. Okay, because it better be like, <laughs> phenomenal. We're not yeah. encouraging people to hit 35 breweries what over the course of three days. days. <laughs> yeah, well, 35 divided by four is how many? If someone has a personal chauffeur to drive them around, then yes. You what have if, to do nine a day, right? Yeah. But that means, uh, what if I had a, a partnership or a family, like, you know, us four go down... Um, so we can split it. Yeah. There's ways that come up. The, Utah's full of loopholes. I just okay, found okay. one. <laughs> this is why we need you on an advisory board. Uh, one person per number. passport, please. One person per passport. Well, that changes everything. <laughs> but then also, if you look at the one I have stamped, I almost have a bingo. Can you figure out where like, you get a bingo? Oh, that, that's that a good idea. Fun. That'd be yeah. fun. Am I just giving you guys free ideas? I shouldn't. You know yeah. what? We'll talk about you're this on the advisory our, board. Our, you're, on, you're on our free advisory board anyway. Well, but if I get a bingo... Like I should get something, <laughs> but I like you guys came out with swag this year at the Roja party. They were printing shirts right then and right there. Yes, that was awesome. It was yeah. so cool. And they'll be doing. We'll be doing that again on Sunday at Fisher from one to four. Is that yeah. what I yes. remember? Yeah. Correct. Um, and those particular shirts are only going to be there. There's the ones. These other ones that we've got on are uh-huh. we've got pre-printed, but the ones printing on site. Unless we have them do some extras, they're uh, kind of a one of a time, one uh, one of a kind thing. Is it yeah. the, the black ones? Yeah, the black ones. The black ones. The, the concert then... shirts we've been calling them. Why? Why are they so special? By the way, I don't know. Something's got to be special. Crawl particular, they're for the the twenty thirteen or twenty thirteen. Said that so many times Tw- recently. Twenty twenty three. I speak that language though. Fall crawl. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it has all 35 participating breweries listed on it. Yeah. Like a concert T-shirt, totally. sort of. Yeah. So it it will be out of date. But again, it's like, I like how you're in the concert. It's a concert series. Yeah, yeah. totally. Because last concert I went to, I didn't grab any swag, and I kicked myself for it. Mm-hmm. So this is like kind of cool. It's like only limited swag. Yeah, totally. Well, and, uh, our friend at Uniquely Utah, Martin, it, we met him actually at a Brewers Guild event a few yeah, months it was, ago. Uh, well, we met him before at the Christmas party, the Brewers Guild Christmas party at Level Crossing. Yeah. Um, Whenever that was. And we got talking to him about just, you know, it's it's hard to, like, produce swag and have inventory and then try to figure out how to get, you know, rid of it and sell it and everything. Right. And so we started talking to Martin about uh, just doing a couple of things, kind of on a limited run. So he's the one that came and printed the shirts on demand the other day, and he'll be there tomorrow as well. So Uniquely Utah, which is a... Uniquely uh, Utah Souvenir. Souvenirs, which is a souvenir shop on Main Street. But he, you know, that's the shop, but he does... Uh, you know, he prints swag and all that yeah. stuff. Hopefully you can buy them there later. We'll yeah. see if we can figure that out. See, here's the thing, Dave. We're a web design agency. Right. We don't want to sell stuff. In stock inventory and, you know, take orders for shirts. Right. Our office uh, is also a bedroom. <laughs> Literally, it's a bedroom. So oh, yeah. is it now? We have no room. <laughs> yeah. Makes so, me so happy. So Martin's going to keep a few things on inventory for us. So people who want shirts can definitely reach out and we'll... After this, we're going to figure out uh, what the best way is to um, sell the rest of the ones that we've got. Right, because you guys have this unique, because it's a once-a-year thing. This is not your 
This is like a secret baby. It's like a hobby baby. This is not what you guys do for work. It's a passion project. Hobby I like baby. That. Hobby baby. Hobby passion, baby. Yeah. passion project. Hobby baby is way more fun. Yeah. <laughs> hobby baby. Say that 15 times fast. <laughs> but this hobby baby is yours, and it's something you guys really look like. I feel like you could put a lot of effort into it, and you see it. I mean, you guys are making this happen. It's going to be better next year. I hopefully it's going to be better next year. Um, Always. But what's something that whole, what's something you guys look forward to on this this specific hobby baby every year? Well, we look forward to it the, yeah, every well, year. Why do you look well, forward to this? Well, it's, it's a fun weekend. It's yeah. just, especially when the weather's nice like this and you're able yeah. to get out and go around town. And I was telling these guys, there's just, there's a lot of activity these kinds of weekends around Salt Lake. And mm -hmm. just to get out, um, it's pretty fun. Uh, there was a marathon this morning. There was something going on at Liberty Park. There's lots of people out, in a, out and about. So it's kind of fun. We were at a yeah. Mountain West this morning, and I totally spaced that they had their uh, yeah. fall harvest oh, fest. Yeah. Yeah. So we were there. They're grilling. They're cooking. They had games. And they were pressing apples right in front of us. What? It yeah. was so cool. Yeah. So that's it's fun to kind of be in the middle of all of that. Yeah. With sure. this, yeah. I think it's also fun, you know, we've talked about it before, but the brewing community in Salt Lake and in Utah in general is really unique and everyone just kind of seems like they're really good friends. You know, there's competition obviously, but everyone's just really good friends with everyone else and it's kind of our way to get to know the breweries and the brewers and the people in this community a little bit better. I love that. Um, especially, you know, we were talking about Policy yeah. Kings, getting to know them a little bit better, seeing how, you know, we can help them, how we can right. party with them. None of, us got and, to, uh, none of us got to sit at the cool kids table in high school, so this is our way of making <laughs> up. Oh, yeah. I was like, speak I'll get, for yourself. I, mean, I was going to say speak for yourself. I'm like, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, no, that's probably <laughs> My true. buddy went to a private school, and so that's all I heard this last week is how, oh, in private school, we had prime rib. And I looked at him like, no, we had a piece of pizza that's literally called five buck pizza. Yeah. And you had yeah. prime rib? It's like, oh, yeah. yeah, we had chocolate milk, and we had you know, soy milk and coconut milk. I'm like, bro, mm. I had a carton of milk if I got lucky. Yeah, no, certainly. <laughs> so I, I, I understand the not cool table. <laughs> yeah. But well, no, it, 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 is a, it is a good community of people, and it's, it's pretty fun to, to meet, meet everyone and, and kind of get involved with yeah, it. Yeah, you guys yeah. are well known. You guys are making a name for yourself. You guys are secret celebrities, just FYI. Well, it's, it's fun. I mean, Troy and I, when we founded uh, Third Sun, our web and design company, you know, we had a lot of connections in the community through KRCL and through various other ways with nonprofits and the arts. And uh, I don't know, it's just an extension of sort of who we are as a, that's kind of our company culture to be part of it. Um, I mean, that might sound, you know, pie in the sky, but I, I think that you, you also, I mean, for what we do, we do creative work. Delaney has to, you know, design logos for people. She doesn't always get her way, you know. Some, I rarely get my way. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, you know, the client is always right at the end of the day. So, you know, we do a lot of nice work for a lot of great clients. Um, but sometimes it's really fun to just do whatever the hell you want, mm -hmm. exactly the way you want to do it. Let loose. And you know what? We do have a lot of dialogue with the four of us about, you know, what, what we're going to do, what we're not going to do. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of bad ideas that come before the good ones. Um, but I can't that's wait to hear about that. <laughs> that's, that's what's nice about just, uh, you know, it's, it's just a project that we get to do for fun. We get to police our own work. You know, it's... It's almost like the bar is a little higher in some ways because, you know, we're putting it out there without any other, um, you know, nobody's paying us to do it. We're just doing it for fun. It's because you're a hobby baby. Like, hobby, hobby baby. Really. The definition. Yeah, it really is. But, my friends, I want to cheers you guys on this. I, I got you guys a, a cider from New York that was made with a sake yeast. So it's kind of have a sake vibe. I haven't had it yet, but I've always wanted to try a cider sake hybrid, and this is it. Cheers. So to you guys. Cheers.
the, the Utah L Trail, soon to be Utah Locket Trail. Mmm. <laughs> oh, that's very sake. Sake e. Sake e. So like <laughs> So, what is a sake yeast? Sake. They use a koji uh, mold. So, uh, Jill from Sukasake was teaching us how. There's different types of mold. There's a green mold, blue mold, black mold, red mold, all one fish, two fish, you know, all yeah. those molds, and they inoculate rice. And basically, they, they infect this rice, and then they use it to pitch and, and, you know, in the fermentation process, they brew it. And it's just beautiful to see how it creates those, eats those sugars, creates those fermentation, you know, eats the, creates the alcohol content. And, but it get, always has that, that whiny kind of ricey, yeah. umami flavor. Yeah. So they usually use the sake yeast for, uh, with rice. Rice, yeah. So this is with apples. Apple and rice infused, yeah. Oh, you can, you can use uh, this yeast on apples, yeah. Would you ever do it in a beer? It's been done, but I haven't, I haven't seen one in Utah done well. well. I mean, come on, get on it. I mean, <laughs> I got one in Hopkins. Uh, they do, they've done one. They did one uh, with Hopkins and Suki Sake. did a collaboration a couple <laughs> months ago. Not that it wasn't done well. I, just, I didn't get a chance to try it. Yeah. But yeah. I haven't. Oh no! Wiggle that, would you, Troy? Wiggle this guy. Somehow you got caught up. There we go. go. How's that? Good. Is there a sake uh, maker in Salt Lake? No, it's just... one. That's uh, Suki Suki Sake, and that's yeah. Joe Watanabe. She's the okay. But it's not produced in Utah. She produces outside of, outside in Colorado. However, she is from Utah, and it's a it's a local product. So it's a Utah-based product. Okay. Do they, exactly. have, a, do they have a space or a... Not yet. Think? That's a work in progress. They just released Pocket Sake. So you, know, you can go to DABS uh -huh. and buy and purchase to-go cans of their sake. Well, it's really cool. Um, they could be on the ale trail if, there's a, if they open a spot. We will... Uh, next year, Hans Kombucha will probably have hands. hard... Hands? Hands. Uh, hand. Hand, hard kombucha by then. Mm -hmm. They prefer a HK Brewing Collective. That's HK true. Brewing? Yeah, HK Brewing. We'll correct you like 15 times, Troy. For people that mispronounce it like me? Yeah. But HK's have, easier. Hopefully hard uh, kombucha. That'd be really cool. Yeah. That's an uphill battle, and I hope they, I know they will come out on top. Mm -hmm. Are you guys going to ever, I know it's kind of like a, a loaded gun question, but are you guys going to ever open it up past breweries and distilleries and, uh, I guess you don't have distilleries, but breweries and, and uh, cideries? It's, we've talked about it. It's really tough um, for a couple different breweries couple different reasons it's tough to know where to draw the line and you know we want as many people involved as possible sure but also it's harder at least in my opinion to you know design a logo for all of them well no just <laughs> drink spirits all day long and then continue to bar hop in that way without dying <laughs> so is there a way you guys could do a i know i jokingly say the utah logger trouble is there a way you can do utah bar trail is this like you can take this and do sister well, projects. There's somebody's doing a Utah Spirit Trail. Yes, that's right. Charles um, uh, Johnson over in Tremonton, yeah. up north. Um, so, I don't know. I guess he's got that covered. But I, I guess we just we just said our criteria was that they're making something on site. Um, Perfect. Brewing something of some kind. So if it's cider or whatever. Yes. Although a lot of distilleries, of course, let's acknowledge, are making their product on site. I yeah. think it just got a little stickier in terms of like, well, then encouraging people to drink irresponsibly and things like that. that right. That part. But maybe I think like the way that that would happen at some point is if we had like a more digital version. I mean, we have a website, obviously, with all the breweries and, and cideries on it. 
Um, but, uh, you know, it, it would probably make more sense where there was just like something that wasn't like specific to four days. Mm-hmm. So we're not encouraging people to hit every single one within a small yeah. period of time. Right. With that, have you guys had any bash, uh, backlash on that legality-wise or anything kind of coming Not yet? yet. Knock on wood. Don't put <laughs> yeah. that juju out there. I'm just curious because <laughs> you guys are doing something that is creating noise. And yeah. obviously, the more noise you're going to create, you're going to turn some heads eventually. For sure. We're very yeah. careful with our language. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, we encourage people to be responsible yeah. and not do anything that's going to hurt them or right. someone else. So. And is it really one person per passport? Well, who knows? It's also like, one passport <laughs> per person, Troy. Is it? <laughs> I, I think an interesting question has come up uh, this year. We have one of our uh, colleagues is pregnant, and so she's not drinking. Mm. Um, and what's been kind of nice, actually, with having a couple of, a little bit of variety on the ale trail, and I, to that I'm saying uh, HK Brewing and... Um, Six Sailor. Six Sailor. And, you know, there's other places, obviously, you can go and eat, and you don't have to necessarily drink. Because we're not necessarily even saying that, like, you have to go to a brewery and drink in order to get a a stamp on the passport, right? You just need to go and patronize them in some way. Yeah. And uh, I think it's also an interesting trend. You can talk more about this, like how uh, breweries are adapting to people's tastes. Maybe they don't want to drink something alcoholic all the time. I know Level Crossing carries uh, HK uh, HK Brewing (laughs) Kombucha. Collective. The Booch. The Booch. Um, which I think is nice because it's, you know, it's like not everyone. I, I think that, you know, we Americans, I think, have been slow to it. In Utah, we're even worse because we just figured the more alcohol, the better all the time, right? Right. I want high ABV. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah. though in Europe, like, they're, you know, people are making like 2% beer so that people can hang out with each other longer and yeah. not be, you know, having issues. So wasted. Yeah. So I think that that trend will, is an interesting one. And, um, and it certainly, like, kind of opens up a lot more doors to, like, you know, where do you want to go hang out? I, I guess when we started this thing, we just wanted people to go visit someplace they haven't been in terms of, like, you know, if you always go to Zion, go to TF. If you always go to Fisher, go to Desert Edge. If you always go to Quito's, just keep Stay going at Quito's. Quito's. Stay at Quito's. <laughs> Don't go anywhere else. <laughs> well, and, uh, also to your question, there's also a, a, a thing about keeping it focused and keeping it uh, simple. And we've always tried to keep it simple, right? It's, it's kind of a simple idea. Just go to four places, get a stamp, and get a prize. Mm-hmm. At least four. Um, so, and a lot of times people want to make it more complicated. Gotcha. People like you. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Not pointing any Look at this hair. It's complicated as hell. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's, it's uh, something nice about it being kind of this simple idea of visit a brewery, visit somewhere you haven't been, whatever. But, but it, uh, also to the uh, point, we've talked about doing it digitally, but there's also something cool about having the passport each year and, and kind of getting that stamp, yeah, that stamp. and carrying it around. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have uh, us next year do a sticker instead of a stamp. Yeah. yeah. A sticker. It Bring back stickers. And the photos wouldn't be nearly as good if, you know, taking a picture of someone's phone or whatever. Yeah, digital screenshot. It's not as cool, <laughs> right? Yeah. I want to see, like, I like the passport idea. Yeah. It's, it's still uh, palpable. It's still malleable. It's still there. Yeah. And it creates a different ambiance. You guys are still, you know, adhering to the original. Hey, just go get out there and have fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. it gets, uh, in my opinion, when it gets colder, I want to go out less. Mm-hmm. So this kind of invokes, like, get your ass out. Like, let's go have fun still. Oh, Yeah. I mean, I like my cozy bed and my ha- warm house, my cats, but I guess I'll go out and have fun. And then, you know, one or two drinks later, you're having a good time. Okay. Yeah. And you're doing that thing we do in Europe where it's just camaraderie. You're just mm-hmm. here to 
do the whole friends and cheers and have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. What's something, Troy, that you haven't seen come from the Utah L Trail that you are, want to see come from the Utah L Trail? Um, money. <laughs> money. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, you know, to be frank, that's a concern. We're putting a lot of, we're actually putting a lot of time and money into this. And I don't know how sustainable that is. So we have to figure out a way to uh, have it be supported. Um, At least break even yeah, in some way. Yeah. So we have to have some internal discussions about that. But I'm on that board and um, I have ideas. So, yeah. yeah. Good. Seriously, we've got to have another conversation after no, this. Frills, I got you. Yeah. I mean, we've always wanted to keep it open to uh, the, the, the public and the breweries as right. much as possible. Um, you know, we don't want that friction, as they call it in the industry, right? We want just people to be it's super easy to get involved and do your thing. But, um, but it's not really sustainable that way, so we've got to figure out something. Yeah. Jocelyn, what's something that you are proud of being part of the Utah L Trail that you helped found? Uh, I think the, the connections that we make with people has been the most valuable part. Um, I think that, uh, I mean, we didn't know you before we started doing this. True. And you are a lovely human. And we Thank it's you. always, like, great to see you in person. Um, so definitely just connections to people. And, you know, again, like, being able to kind of be all on board with, you know, an idea that everyone is rising, you know, with the tide and together. And we like that idea. We like being part of that. Um, so yeah, I mean, o- over anything. I mean, it's it's a it's a. I already said it's a fun project for us to do. Um, but the the main reason we do it is to meet people and get out. And you know, we're in our offices a lot the other days of the week. Right. And uh, in a bedroom, <laughs> not an office. <laughs> Let me clarify: we're in an old building that is converted bedrooms into offices. Uh-huh. So it's not like a bedroom with I a bed. I can smell it from here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you know, we do, we do that time, and that's certainly you know we have a good time doing that too. We we actually are in the office four days a week, um, and then we we work from home one day. I mean, what we do, we could work from home all the time, but we actually like each other. So you know, there's something about collaborating and being around to figure out creative things and problem solving a little easier than having to jump on a Zoom all the time. So, I mean, it's also just a good, it's a team building thing for us as well. I mean, we, we again, we get to kind of be creative together in a way that's not the norm for all the things we do every other day right. of the week. I love that. Delaney, what's something that you can hang your hat on when it comes to the Utah Ultra that you've had your hand in? Um, well... This year, I redesigned the logo a little bit, and we just redesigned our website. Um, You know, before, it was just kind of like, oh, here's this thing that we do. It's our passion project, whatever. But this year, it's more of like a directory that people can go to our website. They say, hey, I want to find a brewery within X amount of miles of my house here, and it needs to allow dogs, and I want to get a meal there as well. Um, So coming up with the graphics and changing up just kind of the old ale trail stuff, giving it a little bit of a fresh look on life. Um, that was, that definitely was something fun. I mean, that was that was kind of a two-year project. I feel like last year, just because last year was substantially bigger than the year before, I can't remember the jump there, but it, it, it started last year and it definitely really kind of all came together and bloomed and this year. And let's not forget all the uh, great work you did on the Instagram posts. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and all the design. So we got to give 
we got to give Delaney kudos because she designs the passport and all the graphics that are on Instagram and the website and the and everything. And it's all it's all really nice. And uh, good job. So fun job. Thanks. Who came up with the? So uh, we have this year a T-shirt that is we did a rip off of the greatest snow on earth, mm. greatest beer on earth. Yep. Who came up with that again? Sabriel came up with the greatest beer on earth to replace greatest snow on earth. But then I said, hey, we should take the classic vintage license plate, give him a beer in his hand. (laughs) We argued a lot about like, because the the skier on this T-shirt is very like Stein Erickson skiing. Mm -hmm. So his legs are very close together. It looks like he only has one leg. Or skiing. It's a nondescript human being. On one ski. Yeah. It's two. I think the other ski. This this is as pretty uh, close as the original design. Yeah, that's yeah. the way so, the license plate looked. I think the other ski is underneath the snow because mm-hmm. greatest yeah, snow sure, on earth. Sure. Oh, there you go. Greatest yeah. beer on earth. I love the creativity you guys have. <laughs> as a brewer, seeing within, I see how you guys did some of the work, and you guys are really pushing it. And it's really for us, like you said earlier, Troy. It's kind of you kind of simplified it. All we gotta do is like, yeah. And if you show up, I'll get I'll put a stamp, and you can get swag. That's simple. There's no, I don't have to make a jockey box. I have to go travel all my equipment to a location. Because festivals, I love festivals. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes they're a pain in the ass. Yeah. They, and especially when I have to do 15 in like three months. Yep. I'm, I'm done with festivals, yeah? So that, towards the end, I am. So you guys are like, hey, all you got to do is open your doors. <laughs> and you guys basically did the work. So you just got to keep doing what you're already doing. Yeah. So thank you guys for like helping bring business into our family. Like our family. Like all of us. Like, thank you. And then is there anything that we can do as brewers and distillers and, you know, fermentation makers for you guys to help you guys flourish? Well, we've, uh, we had a lot of fun this year doing a couple collaborations. Uh, we did one with Level Crossing. That's called um, the Chai Vanilla. The Chai right? Vanilla, yeah. And what else did we do? We did something else. We're doing one for the, one with the Firkin Festival. Um, and we're doing an event at Fisher um, on Sunday. So kind of having a, a more of those collaborations has been fun as well and, and to be able to... It feels more official rather than we're just kind of tagging along with the some roadies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like this is our thing here. This yeah. is our weekend. Yeah. And you guys being a part of like making beer, you get to see the process of what you like and you got to be a part of it and put your name on it. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Actually. Should we do a, a Quito's yeah. collaboration next year? See you next yeah. year. Yeah. I'll see you next summer. We can talk about it and then we can <laughs> post it in the fall. Yeah. Yeah, totally. definitely. Hell yeah. No, we've, uh, we've had a great time with it. Uh, we should also thank, uh, Maxwell, yes. who is with Maxwell Kristen Chris, with Big Mouth Marketing. Mm-hmm. And he's a guy that used to work at Squatters Wasatch, and he was doing marketing for them. And now he's got his own company where he does uh, digital media and social media and all that stuff. And we met him, I don't, I don't remember now how, but... Uh, Through Troy and all of Troy's secret uh, Instagram oh, accounts. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and he, uh, he was so excited about this project that he volunteered uh, to help us. So he's been doing a lot of social to media for us. us. through yeah. this event. He's been so great, and he's a lovely human. So if, and, you know, he does great work. So if anyone needs yeah. uh, some digital media stuff, he's well, the guy. And Elizabeth here at Cyan uh, helped out with doing some PR and, and getting some press releases out. And so it's, it's really felt like a lot more of a community effort. Mm-hmm. I love that. This year. Everyone's been helping like, oh, yeah, you guys yeah. throwing on an event? Let's all help. And make, yeah. yeah, It's really hard to see people throw on events and they're like really passionate about it. And someone doesn't support or like, oh, shit, we didn't get the support we needed. But then other big events get the support. You know, so it's really cool to see you guys are 
I guess it's, uh, try, it's still kind of new. Utah L Trail is fairly newish, but you guys are gaining traction, and like people are like, yeah, we'll help you, hell yeah. Yeah. And I love the collaborations you guys did this year. Well, That's really cool. And what we'd like to see, or what, what we've seen from breweries and cideries that have a lot of success with it, such as Cyan, is that you just embrace it, and you, I mean, you know, we can only do so much from the end. We put you on the passport, we announce it, we do social media, we do that stuff. But every brewery and cidery that we've seen embrace it and, like, plan a little bit around it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we don't expect everyone to plan everything around it, but, like, just, you know, just get, just get part of it. Because, uh, to your point, the, the main thing about the Ale Trail is we, we never, we know the breweries get hit up for stuff all the time. We, everyone wants free beer from you and all of that stuff. Yeah. And what we wanted, you know, festivals are fine, too. Of course, we all like those. But what we wanted, really, was that people went to you experienced your spaces, which you spend a lot of time making nice and, you know, community-oriented and all that stuff. And we want people to go into these places right. and experience that, where the people are making the beer and the product. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and, and they could just pretend, like, oh, this is a special beer just for the weekend, and no one would know the difference. <laughs> hey, I'm, don't take my secrets out of my hat. <laughs> but no, no yeah, do, planning something special, I think, was it's kind of an easy thing to do as yeah. well, to pretend like it's something extra for the weekend i was hopkins was the other one that did a special beer for the weekend for their small batch fridays oh cool cool the, yeah, you know what the, it was by chance the uh, malted trail pale ale i love which that. i had earlier which is a multi a multi pale ale it was it was different it was good good i love that yeah. but then you, it's like you can only get it this time of year you can only get it with special release i like the limited yeah. release it kind of helps get people in the door like hey you can yeah. only get it here yeah that's true totally. Yeah. But my friends, thank you so much for your time today. I know you have a huge day ahead of you. You got like 35, 34 more stops to make. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but if there's anything I can do for you guys throughout the entire, not just this weekend, next year, but throughout the whole year, let me know. I mean, I'm here to help you guys, help you. I'm going to be on that advisory, so I'll help you fundraise. We'll get on that. Get the board president. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Chief of operations. <laughs> Excellent. But let me know, guys. I love running into you guys every time I see you. Um, Thank you for what you do. Thanks for putting this on. Thanks for the hard work that's behind the scenes that we don't see. And thanks for being badasses and supporting all of us who give a fuck about our art, which is our in liquid form. Yeah. So thank you, friends, so thanks much. Thanks for making delicious beer, and thanks for having us on. Thank you. Absolutely. On thank that you. note, my friends, until the next lager trail? Tail <laughs> <Dale> trail. <laughs> You're the only one that wants that name. <laughs> True. All right. Lager and trail don't rhyme. <laughs> Salud, my friends. Salud. Cheers. Okay. Hello and welcome to my new podcast. <laughs> I'm your host. You know, gold. David made a big announcement that he needed some time off, and no, this is just kidding. I did <laughs> take time off. Yeah. yeah, but the month of October is kind of one of those uh, things where I had to step back, and I've been creating content for almost four years straight. And when I made the transition to Keto's, I think all my pressure, all my uh, pistons were firing at full speed. Yeah. You know, I got I got a beautiful wife at home. I have cats that need attention. Mm-hmm. Cats have, are a lot of attention. I have podcasting that, for some reason, I've stepped up to the plate where I'm like, well, I've, I have this voice. I have to help my friends get heard, like yeah. you guys. And then I had this job I had to learn with the system that's one of 17 in the fucking world. And so it was very bonkers, and I was going insane. And so my team stepped me aside um, and said, hey, we think you should shut the fuck up for a little bit. <laughs> and so I... And so my We're wife. Fucking sick of your voice, dude. Yeah. Can you go do something else, please? Well, I had one of my one of my one of my uh, team members. He's like, "Hey, 
you release a new episode every week that I I can't keep up. Like it's too much. Like, oh, that's coming from your own team. Like oh shit. He's like yeah. I mean I want to, but like it's a lot. Yeah. Like if I had to listen to Joe Rogan and the, all those podcasts, <laughs> and then I got I mean, to yours. Look, this is my order. I listen to Dak Shepard, Vine Lore, a couple twenty-minute episodes a week, and then Tastemasters. Like okay. I, I got it all. You like, simplified it. Yeah, some I've people have like it. twenty That's they have to listen to. And then well, that binge Game of Thrones for the fourth time. Well, right? It's not, it's not <laughs> into the TV part. That's, so, that's you know, stepping, stepping away was, because uh, I was preaching uh, mental health before, right after I took the job. And I'm like, I need to take care of my own yeah, mental health. Yeah, maybe take it. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I can't, I, I got to practice what I preach. We're going to come back yeah. to that later, but David. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's the a mental a, health thing? Yeah, we are for the bar and, bar and restaurant industry. Oh, I got something lined up boom, that David's going to be excited oh, about. Okay, all right. Okay, so we just started it. And you guys were talking about the Utah L Trail. So what is the Utah L Trail? Is it's basically showcasing uh, breweries and distillery or breweries and fermentation from okay, okay. It's like cideries, cideries, yeah. But then also kombucha, booze. Experts. Yes, HK Brewing is on it, so, so that's true. That's it's true. Not distilleries because they don't want to try to promote you guys getting smashed. It's it's kind of hard doing a, a trail yeah. with liquor, mm-hmm. and if you have to drive because technically there's 35 locations. So that limits a lo- you to. It's, it's a lot, lot of places to Always use a designated to. driver. You can rent a party bus. Correct. I mean, there are solutions to this yeah, problem. Right? We have been talking about this. So, hey, David, we, we just jumped right ahead. We should do some introductions. Well, you guys are the ones. <laughs> but Elizabeth, who do we have here well, this today? Is, <laughs> this is Jordy's podcast, remember? Yeah, That's obviously. Jordy. Jordy. <laughs> Jordy, who do we have here today? Well, and also, you've been listening to the awesome sound of David, the Tastemaster General. So that's what I love to call him. Um, this is Elizabeth title. from Science Cider, right? Right. Um, so yeah, you've heard me on the podcast before, but I wanted to bring David some newbies, new kids on my literal block here mm-hmm. in Central Ninth. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you guys really around here? They're yeah. literally on the other side of Hopper's coming. Second yeah, coming right there, uh, too. So gosh. Central Ninth is so, the hood, first of all. That's oh, what we got to lay out here. I don't know about, like, the hood. That's yeah. like, kind of be- No, <laughs> yeah. it's the good hood, right? I don't know if such thing as a good hood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, obviously, we got to work on the branding, obviously, a little bit. I like to call it the Central Ninth Circuit, right? So we need to just... focus group this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I take this back. You're going to have to edit, start over. Like, we'll start over. Um, but no, the Central Nine Circuit. I mean, we just have all this beautiful new reconstruction in the neighborhood. We have all these hot new restaurants and bars popping up. So we've got the Pearl. We've got Water Witch. We've got Gnome. We've got Seasons Bistro next to Science Center. We've got the OG, which is the original Lizzie's location. Mm-hmm. Um, Central Nine Market for the yummy brunch sandwiches and their evening, evening specials on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. And then Snowmobile Pizza. So... Yeah. Are Coming, you a spokeswoman? I know, for I know. I'm like the Central Nine spokeswoman. Totally. That's yeah. exactly it. So, but we are a cooperative neighborhood. We everybody loves to get together and collaborate. There's gonna be lots of great things happening over the next couple of years with us all. Mm-hmm. Which, coming soon, we'll see who wins this race. Like I said, Hoppers is coming back. I can see their front door from for me, but most importantly, next to them on the other side of West Temple and 900 South are these guys, Thieves Guild Cidery. So they're coming. Yeah. So let's see, I've got Max right. and... Hello. Yeah, there's Max. Yeah, yeah. And Jordy. Jordy. Hello. Remember, it's his podcast next, so yeah. David needs right. time off. All right. So Yeah, Jordy, if I ever need time off again, yeah. Yeah. Host. yeah, give me a call. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, so that's the hood. So yeah, hood. Here we go I mean, Thieves Guild, <laughs> let's get the update. Are you going to beat Hoppers to the punch? What's the news? You know, we might. <laughs> I certainly hope At so. At this rate, yeah, it'd be funny if we did. I feel like I've heard more noise from you guys than I have from Hopper since 1998. We're also yeah. annoying as hell, so yeah, <laughs> we're pretty good. We're pretty good at annoying people for sure. 
Yeah, no, Hopper's like, aren't they? Isn't that whole group opening at like three locations at the same time right now? Like, I'm not surprised I'm that their whole thing is still unclear if there's a Daybreak and a Harriman location. Yeah, but all I care about is this one in our in Don't Central Night, right? right? That's like... the only one I care about. What's that? <laughs> you gotta open. You can't just say you're opening. Yeah, you you just, just open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, done waiting for you. Look, they have a lot going on. We're just excited they're Who coming doesn't? back. Who doesn't? I just right. took a month off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love the Hoppers crew. So sorry, Hoppers. If you think we're bagging on you, we're not. We love you. We can't wait. We're yeah. all just excited. We and people keep open. asking. But these guilds, so gentlemen, you guys are starting the newest cidery in mm -hmm. Utah, correct? Yep. Mm -hmm. yes, so, A, congratulations. Thank open you. already or else, you know, fake news. And C, <laughs> I want to know why it's why is it called Thieves Guild? Oh, oh boy. Okay. So now because you are in the hood, so just oh, I, stop. I, Thieves like, Guild is Thieves Guild is Jordy's. That name is Jordy, so I'll let him let him tell. Um. So it, it originates from a joke. Um. That some of my friends who are now in our ownership group. Um. When we were making cider, so I've been making cider for uh, twelve or so years. I would fly out to my buddy's place on Bainbridge Island. We'd pick his orchard and press it, and I would fly back and pick my family's orchard with my parents, and we would do that twice a year uh, for years and years. Eventually, um, we kind of got really into it. We started pushing the boundaries of what we could homebrew by a few hundred gallons. Um, <laughs> and we're just giving it all away and sharing with our friends. It was fun, right? It gives yeah. for neighbors, gives for family. Um, and one year, uh, Bob is his name, uh, my good buddy in Bainbridge Island. So we would go around and look for neighbors who had trees that were like derelict or whatever. Uh, ask them, hey, do you want us to clean up your yard, clean up your tree? Like, we can take that for you if you want. Uh, and some would be cool with it, some wouldn't. Eventually, we found some trees that were, uh, they looked like they were abandoned, covered in, like, wild blackberry brambles. Uh, we'd finally ask neighbors that we knew. We'd look them up. They're massive, untaken care of trees. One of them we found had a massive cut into it for power lines. We ended up looking at it, and it's like, oh, this is on, like, a city, city land, like, in a ditch that has just been growing for 25 years or whatever. Right. Uh, so, yeah, we would come dead of night and... Uh, all our equipment, strip that tree, and make a couple hundred gallons of cider. <laughs> yeah. nice. And the joke was always that, yeah, we're, we're the apple thieves. Yep. Nice. And eventually, from that grew, uh, because of our love for uh, nerd shit and fantasy stuff, mm -hmm. Thieves Guild in, in Dungeons and & Dragons and in all these you know, fantasy places, that's the place where you go to get your secrets. You go there to get your quests. Um, yep. And so, of course, because we're the apple thieves, uh, that grew into Thieves Guild very quickly. And that's just been our working name since day one. Yeah, I love origin stories that way. And clarify for me, where is your family's orchard? Uh, it is in Cornish. Cornish. Cornish, Utah. So right on the Utah-Idaho border up in Cache Valley. Right. So we are very excited. I've oh, I just, never heard of Cornish Yeah, before. I don't know where it is I've either. heard of Cornish beef. I've never heard of Cornish, the city of Utah. It, it comes from there. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a population of like 100. It's like, gotcha. it's yeah. Interesting. So have you always been in Utah then? I have, yeah. A Utah boy? Yep. Mm -hmm. And Max, where are you from? Uh, born and raised here in Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City? Yeah. Cool. How'd you meet uh, Big Jordy? Oh, man. Uh, I met Jordy. I helped open up Quarters Arcade Bar downtown, and they did that location, uh, or at least get the doors open anyway. And then I ran. I was working for them, and then I ran a social league for a, an arcade game called Killer Queen. Have you been mm -hmm. down there before? No, I've never been there. Oh, it's incredible. Killer Queen is like a 10-player arcade cabinet. It's massive. And so, Sounds hella fun, though. It is. It's way fun. So I set up a... I was running a social league for it, which is where I met... Jordy, because he was part of that, and so we yeah. became close friends through that, and the few months following, and then we started brewing at home together, brewing beer and this kind of stuff, and then uh, one day we got tired of our tech jobs and decided we were going to do this. Well, I think, yeah, during the pandemic lockdowns, we lost our minds a little bit and did nothing but make cider, make beer, um, and cook good food, mm -hmm. and after... We gained think, a lot of weight. Yeah, oh, I did gain a lot of weight, um, <laughs> but including like, my brother's cellar up in Cache Valley, yeah, we, we did many, many hundreds of gallons that year. Yeah. Um, 
and that's just all we did. Just don't tell the feds that. Um, well, when you, you distribute it, it's Personal per household. And, oh, yeah. yeah Personal so. consumption. I, I can <laughs> right. do the math. I assure everyone that it was completely legal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> not available for sale. Yeah. yeah. No, we're not right. selling it. Right. Uh, but yeah, like we lost our minds and did so much of that. Got burnt out on uh, on corporate tech. And eventually like, should we do the dumbest thing that we can think of? Yeah. Can we do the most unstable thing and open a small business in Utah where it's nearly impossible in to alcohol. open? Yeah. Yeah. In alcohol. You and in that cider. Part. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Where it's just like there's so much rig. We have to carry like seven different licenses to run one business. It's mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. It's wild. Been there. Done yeah. that. So in, in doing so, gentlemen, have you guys... Uh, do you regret this uh, uphill battle? Absolutely. <laughs> no, of course not. You are this right is, to do so. It no, is just... like, um, we've been at this project a long time. We, the yeah. conception was three years ago, mm-hmm. I think, at this point. And we've had our ups and downs. But I think, you know, when people tell you, like, oh, starting a business is hard. It's like, he's been making it, making cider for 12 years. I've been in the, like, kitchen and service industry for, like, 10 years. And I was like, I know how to run this stuff. Like, it's not, I don't think it'll be that hard, but... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the hard part is the business side that you have to learn, and all of your problems are so unique that even if when we reach out to these guys or whoever, they're like, "Ah, figure it out," you know, like they'll like <laughs> we wish advice for you. We're yeah. struggling with that too. Or yeah. we don't know. Or yeah. But. So we're really lucky, and like we've obviously had a lot of uh, great advice and help from the community here. But no, I don't. I'm so happy that we're doing this. I'm happy to be broke doing this. Jordy, I'm just here for the adventure. Like, uh, I think it's cool shit. Yeah. And we're going to build kind of the weirdest tap room in the region is the goal, right? And we're going to have some of the, I think, most interesting products um, of our little subgenres. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's cool as shit, and I love it. I agree. I agree. And one th- one product you did mention, you talked about making beer, you talked about making cider, mead. You guys yes. also mm-hmm. do so some mead. We, yeah, we dabble in the mead. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, very non-traditional mead. Yes. So, think, I'm very excited about that. Because yeah. I think that's a hole in the marketplace, yeah. specifically here, that we need. I mean, Hive does a couple meads, mm-hmm. but I think you guys can knock it out of the park, especially with your theme. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Thieves Guild is not just like a name. Like, this is when Jordy and I say we're, we're fantasy nerds. Like, Thieves Guild, we're going to design this whole bar around a medieval fantasy tavern. So we'll modernize in it, but we're going to have, like, spell books and skulls and things. We're going to maximize, like... Uh, what do we call it? Chaotic ma- yeah. wizard maximalism think, is yeah. the our, the our motto is minimalism for. is out. We're going for chaotic wizard maximalism yeah. as far as our uh, our yep. aesthetic. And you we guys are blowing you, me away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We wanted you. We for want, the viewers at home, David's yeah. faces. Yes. We want all the warlocks and witches and wizards to come congregate at our place around our tables, uh, and we want to do really goofy drinks I that come with that. Love it. Yeah, I support it. It just hold on to that because I, I watch people like you guys have that passionate and have a cool idea like that. And it's just so daunting because you guys were three years out, you said? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's like, oh, shit. I don't know if I want to do it anymore. I'm broke as fuck. I'm doing the beans and rice diet. But yep. I've been eating a lot on. of rice and beans, for hold, sure. Hold on, right? And you guys yeah. are doing... Pasta's my jam over yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots and lots of pasta, a lot of bulk cooking. Holy cow. So, it, yeah. So three years is like, it took us a year to find like our very first building. You know, because the first year for us was mostly... We've never opened a business or anything, so it's sure. just a lot of the paperwork. It's not a brick and right? Has it been a fed to the wolves, like baptism by fire, just like send it? Yeah, we've had like, so we we were thankful enough that like Rio from Scion helped us put together like our, our, you know, kind of mentored us through that first part. And then we spent about a year finding a building, found a building, got in, and then because of city laws, 
after we had already signed for it, had to dip out and get rid of the first building we that moved was a into. Setback, for sure. Yeah, and that costed us like eight months of our time. And then we got into this this spot where we're at now, next door to these guys. Um, and then I think we've been there about five months now, six months. Um, yeah, like six months. Yeah, and we're just barely like just barely got construction approval from Damn. the city. So Damn. it's a long process, but like you said, you just hold on and you. You know, yeah. you think about the community and the project that you're going to do. So, yeah, what do you guys do to, like, take care of yourselves? Because that's kind of madness. We just had this huge mental health, like, talk. <laughs> what do you guys, are, are you doing anything for yourself? I have five ciders before this, this podcast. <laughs> oh, wait, speaking of cider, let me pour some stuff. Oh, so, yeah, please. Before we get yeah. into that. So, also, David is learning about some of the heirlooms and those lost apples that, uh, that we all are looking for that, that make the cider gold. Mm-hmm. So, David just got introduced to red-fleshed apples oh, today. Oh, my God, guys. Yeah. Surreal. <laughs> can, I, can I hold it to S any longer? Surreal. So I wanted to pour something made with some red fleshed apples. Get out of so here. It's called Red Love from cool. our friends over in Colorado at Haken. So it's really delicate, like really delicate pink. Oh for yes. David. Oh, that's beautiful. It almost looks like a little, like a rosé. Like a rosé. Yeah. I, I told you, I'm a sucker for a rosé I mean, if, if cider. If it pour out like a stout, I might like. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be cool. And then, Jordy, <laughs> I saw I'll that. Take, like, I want to try. Use your glass right there. Thank you. And then, yeah, so it's super delicate. But when you use those really deep red flesh apples, oh, we bacon had, also makes that really bright. Right. One. We had two of the red flesh apples. One of them was, in my opinion, a little more tart, and the other one yes. had a little more like. Subtle sweet berry notes to it, yes. and I liked that one better. Mm-hmm. But they both were phenomenal. Yeah. I would, oh. I would crush those. Well, I let's say cheers this. to Thieves Guild Cidery joining cheers. Central Knife. Welcome to the hood. Yeah, the best hood <laughs> in Salt Lake City. <laughs> Smells stinky. Little, little, little. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'd say stinky. Yeah, but I don't, I don't uh, it's not funky. Fun. It's very yeah. actually. No, I, see not what, funk. I see what you're saying. Like uh, stinky. It's not stinky in a bad way. Not funky. I would not say funk. Funky. It's not funky. It's stinky. Mm. I think it has a lovely bouquet. <laughs> <laughs> smells like roses. It is. I think it's floral. It does. It does have floral. Yeah, what did we floral. learn? So at CiderCon this year, Jordy and Max and I, we were in the, um, what were we in? What sensory chain? It was the pommelier. It mm-hmm. had a sensory yeah, the, analysis the, for yeah. to pass our pommelier. And how did we do on that, guys? Very poorly. I did. Yeah, I did terrible. I actually did way better than I thought it was. <laughs> and you guys are opening a business. <laughs> I mean, they judge you on very specific things. Yeah. You know, like what is sweet and what's not sweet, and where does it land in color? Right. And, and you depth can't just say floral. Like, you have to say, oh, okay, I get rose head. Yes. Yeah, you have to be very specific. Honeysuckle. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So it's really an art to like yeah. learning this over time. And this is probably a training. There's only like what two of them, three of them in Utah. No, Matthew's the only one. Matthew's the only one? In Utah. And there's only like 70 pommeliers in the world. Yeah, it's a a hard test to take. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was an interesting, uh, like, training for me to go to, because I think um, those things are structured, and they take a lot of notes from wine, right? Mm -hmm. Which, some of that, I think, is is really cool and really sharp. Some of that I super don't agree with on how you are um, balancing your, like, sweetness level with the amount of tannins and whatever you're tasting um, because the gauges that you're going on there they simply cannot um, gauge a certain range of like modern beverages they're completely off the rails and they cannot be gauged by that and I think that that needs to change well cider as an industry is still in its infancy so I think what you're touching on is Mm -hmm. is just that we are not as defined as wine Mm -hmm. right and not a don't have that history behind it um, so cider's still trying to find its place between. It's technically a wine, but 
you know, we have this modern version of cider making, which kind of leans more towards the beer side because everyone kind of wanted to chase the craft beer market. So we have this interesting thing. We don't have to find things like Pilsner styles and sure. lagers. It like, doesn't exist in the same way, right. but we're trying to, as a young industry, create that vocabulary. Right. So I think mm-hmm. what Jordy's saying is very true. We're just not there yet. And we yep. have to come up with our own vernacular. That's yeah. very works. bland. That's true, You're yeah. going off the bland to like, here's what it should be. Like, mm-hmm. Tooth and nail. Where does my Mountain Dew Baja Blast mead fall on this scale? Oh, it, you can't measure it because it's too cool? Yeah. Something needs to change here. Right. By the way, please, right. for the love of God, tell me you have a Baja Blast. Oh, that's 100%. Oh, uh-huh. It's a thing that's going to happen. This yeah. is some of the... You guys are wild. You guys are wild. Some of the crimes against nature that we are going to commit over at Thieves Guild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, See? See, and, then, and again, you but, get your traditional school of thought, which, you know, we, we represent the whole spectrum at Zion, that's, right? That's the thing is where in craft beer, as a beer maker, I, I understand how to make and why it would be great to have... Uh, traditional beer like I get it like I know what yep. a Kolsch tastes like well, I mean actually no I don't I haven't been to Cologne right but I know what a Pilsner tastes like these styles but here's if you come get my beer that I make this is how I want to make it right how I interpret it in my version like mm-hmm. I'm the I'm the chef like I can get a Flemignon over by Wolfgang Puck or Gordon Ramsay, or I can go to fucking Red Rock and get a Flemignon and they'd be all different yeah absolutely. but it's still a Flemignon right yeah so I see you yeah. like don't take the craft out of the crafter. And that's what those, right. those that's where I get kind of like, when I brew for, I was telling the Utah Trail on break, when it comes to competition time, I'm brewing for competition. Hmm. I'm not brewing my beer, I'm right. kind of tweaking it to like fit the guidelines. Mm-hmm. Right. But then every day when I'm brewing it, that's how I drink it. And if you don't want to drink my beer, you could go somewhere else drinking. Yeah, get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone you know? has their own perspective, so Beautiful. that's what I love about what Max and Jordy are doing. They're yeah. bringing their own perspective. Yeah, it's, like, sure. it's like it's be unapologetically, authentically you. Yeah. Like who cares? Yeah. If, if you have passion and love, like the little ad, the ad, adage is like, oh, what? Why is Grandma's cooking so good? Because it was made with love. Well, yeah. literally, like yeah. Yeah, your grandma's recipe isn't better than my grandma's recipe, but to you it was. My grandma's it was recipe is better than yours for sure, for sure. Well, she's dead, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Cook off beyond the grave. No, but yeah. what's the, is? I know you guys probably get this a lot, and you probably have no idea. But what's the ETA for a thieves guild? I think we actually finally have some rough. Let me turn this up real quick so you can be recorded forever. Yeah. Lean in. Yeah. Um, now that we actually are. Like officially like breaking ground, we our goal is six months from now. My we'll over under is three that. more months than that, so it's no. very very yeah. possible. Yeah. So we're seeing within five years you guys will be open. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's what we said three years ago. You've been through this before. You know what's I up. know math. Yeah. <laughs> Just in time, that brings it back around to what we were talking about earlier. So after some people have done five, ten, twelve years of beer brewing, they just decide they're going to be a cider brewery. So in five years, when this. you guys open, David's going to switch from being a Beer brewer to cider maker. Yeah, come so, be my assistant. Yeah. yeah. Actually, we'll be your assistant. Huh? <laughs> you can take over Thieves Guild and I'll run your podcast. Done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll sign that paperwork right now. <laughs> so five weeks from we'll now. We'll drive actually. both each other's <laughs> business to the ground. <laughs> so I went off that. the rails somewhere. Yeah. Off the Utah Ale Trail. Yeah, rail. we were talking about Ale Trails and now we're talking about Mountain Dew Cider. <laughs> yeah. It's completely bonkers. Well, yeah. It's, it's going to be a mead, actually. I like this. That'll be mead. Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll cover the Speak of Utah's too. only pommelier, he just walked in. <laughs> You're so handsome. Anyway, Matt Ostrander just walked in and he just run. He just look at that. Look at the confidence he had. Like he just 
David's had a bro crash for romance. For romance. Like his hat. His hats are always top notch. Don't yeah. tell him that though. <laughs> and his beard. He doesn't have time to listen to those podcasts. No, He'll never hear those. Don't worry. Max, Jordy, what's something that you guys have seen in the cider, the small cider community we have here that you excites you to be a part of it? Oh shit! Uh, you can go after me, but I'll go first. So. Maxwell, let's go with you first. <laughs> George oh, is dominating man. the podcast. Now he thinks he owns the podcast. Hey, I'm, the, like, I'm the host. I can't be like a precursor to that. He's so excited for whatever he's going to say. I, you know. <laughs> go ahead, Jordy. Okay. Um, so I think like um, being in the same neighborhood as Scion and with the, the amount of options that you have here from all over the world, especially all over the country, the amount of cool shit and insane stuff you can try here. Honestly, I think... It's neat that we're in the same neighborhood because it takes pressure off of me to have more of a breadth of, of styles. And we can focus in on the wild shit that I think is going to be, you know, quintessential of Thieves Guild. Yeah. Um, like most of that stuff I can skip and I can go straight into doing Mountain Dew Code Red into the, into the fermenter, right? <laughs> we're getting fancy spices over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great perspective to have too. And I, you know, I hope we're doing our job to educate people on what cider could be and that right. there are all these different things, right? So right. what's your yeah, take? Yeah, I think it's like... For me, the most exciting thing is, like, I'm a big community person. That's what I learned at Quarters when I was doing the Killer Queen Social League is how much I really loved building a community of people. Um, and when we got into the cider game and met Rio, I didn't know Rio even, would, like, had his eyes on cider at all when we mm -hmm. first met him. Mm -hmm. Same. Because um, he was Probably. over at... Um, He's quiet about proper. it. Proper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then meeting them and then meeting you, meeting the people from Ada, the people up north at... Uh, the oh, dogs. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, we're dropping some more uh, forthcoming knowledge. There Secret. is another Utah cidery yeah, coming another online. Another one? God. Up yeah. north, they're going to be added to the northern Utah Ale Trail. Kind of Cache Valley. Cache Valley. So closer yeah. to Lewis. Way up yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Closer to uh, Flemish, what is it called? Cornish. 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 Yeah, they, their little spot is actually really close to What's where it my brother's called? Brother Hobbled Dog. Hobbled Dog. They're going to have a really beautiful sort of destination tap room. You're going to want to take a day, travel up there yeah. and yeah you're gonna, we're gonna, like take, we're gonna fly the plane David I'm down yeah. no, I'm not flying uh, no, I'm gonna be we have, in the we have plane. a pilot we have a designated yeah. pilot yeah. who, who is not trying yeah. yeah. right. but, yeah. yes. right. yeah. but um, no it's what's really exciting is like it's it's not just one one other cidery opening up it's like five of us all yeah. at the same time yeah, and we, I'm yeah. very much yeah. of the rising tide raises all ships exactly. kind of a mentality and so we all get to learn together we all get to sort of educate the Utah community here about what cider is and we all get to be a part of that um together you know yeah you guys are bringing that from what i'm seeing is you're bringing that craft aspect that i really love because again my stew might be better than your stew might be better than your stew than your stew but why is because they make it a certain way right right and it's better right. subjective yes yeah it absolutely is yeah. and it's all about hey, what mood am i in am i in for your stew today your stew, you know yeah so i don't know why i went stews but <laughs> you get it <laughs> David's feeling the fall. He wants a yeah. warm and hearty right stew. Now. Yeah, you make me want a soup or a stew right now. Wow. So this, uh, uh, thank you guys for joining me on Stew Masters. <laughs> we actually did this episode already. Remember we created... Stew Masters? We, no, remember we create, We did an episode where we created like 15 different themed oh, yeah, podcasts. Like, yeah, all sorts of podcasts. It's too many yeah. podcasts. I can't I can't put up with them anyway. <laughs> no, but I, I, I love the guys. you guys' vision, and I like the area you're in, because I, I do believe that location is huge. Yeah, I think one thing that hurts us over at Kitos is we're kind of tucked in the back. Yeah, no, and, and you are. I, but we have a gigantic parking lot, and our pinballs mm -hmm. fucking slap. 
Yeah. Oh my god, I love pinball. Yep. This yeah, is my so favorite fun. part of Keto's, by the way, is like getting over there and Obviously. playing all those, so, those yeah. pinball machines. The six year anniversary was the first time I ever played a pinball machine. And I, the Whoa. guy who, who operates the pin, his name is Pinball Mike. Okay? Yep. So if yep. you ever see Pinball Mike, talk to him. His legal like, name. <laughs> his legal name. He, I've never, so he's like, why are you eyeing this one? It's James Bond. And I'm yeah. like, because I, I'm a huge, secretly James Bond nerd. And he puts in some quarters, he goes, have fun. And I'm like, have fun, whatever. And I start hitting the flippers, and I am giggling like a schoolgirl. <laughs> I have the best time of my life. And now I'm part of a league. And so. now you're a I still pinball pinball wizard. Oh, yeah, pinball do you go over to quarters and hang out with those guys in the pinball league? I've never been to quarters, do, no. Or do you Whoa. slap? Because we got to do a field trip. We'll go Tuesday night, yeah. I'm down. Tuesday nights is pinball tournament at Keto's. Hell yeah. So I've got to start showing They up. come to me. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. yeah, but what's something you guys are excited to... Uh, like, what are you chopping out of the bit to make the first, first few things you're going to make besides the Baja Blast stuff? As far as products? Yeah. Um, uh, actually, I can do a rundown of some of the recipes. Um, they're still a little bit in development, um, but the kind of styles that we're mostly, like, focusing on. Yeah. Um, we're taking a lot of, I think, interesting notes from the cocktail world, right? Mm. I want to create things that have a, a profile, a specific profile, regardless of the amount of wild ingredients that are in it, and in the end, you get something with a name and some tasting notes, and it tastes exactly like that. Mm-hmm. We have one, um, I think we're calling Garden Wall. Um, it is fermented with, like, uh, lemon rinds and fresh torn basil, and then I do a process with a, uh, a reduction of shrub later. Um, it is very, very lightly dry hopped with a couple blends of hops um, and some of the aromatics. In the end, what I think I've created is you, the nose on this cider, and it's like a, it's a semi-sweet, the nose smells uncannily like lemon, fresh lemon zest and fresh torn basil. Like not, not cooked basil, not uh, licorice. Mm-hmm. It is unbelievably fresh and herbaceous. I mean, and so, yeah, we call it Garden Wall. And, and I'm drooling over here because yeah. Jordy knows <laughs> that lemon basil combo is one of my favorites. It is a, it is a beautiful combo, and a classic combo. And there's yeah. a lot of ingredients in there and uh, an apple blend that goes into it and then a apple blend reduction that goes yeah. the back to Eden. It's a whole process, but really, I'm trying to conjure uh, a very specific profile that sounds like um, Garden Wall, which is also a, a reference. But and then you have the lemon, uh, the uh, the tasting notes. Right. It smells like a specific thing that is so bright, uh, way more than the actual two ingredients or whatever that are on the. But you uh, can pick the, it out. Boom. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that is kind of our approach for the kind of things that we're making that are at least what we think is going to be our bread and butter, aside from the really wild experimental shit. Um, we have another one I think I'm, we're calling Dark Portal. Yeah, this is my favorite. Um, it is so far. very deep, dark red, made with black currants. Um, it is back sweetened with uh, black cherries. Um, I think in the next iteration, it will be, it'll have some peppercorns. I don't know that I'll add other aromatics here. It's another one that has a very specific blend in a reduction that is what back sweetens it. Uh, I never use sugar. It's always some reduction of the original apple blend or something like that to bolster those that sugar and that tannins. Wow. Um, so like, it's a very, it's very rich and very complex. Um, and you look at it and it's like, oh, this is Dark Portal. That's like, that's what we're making for all oh, of our So it's aesthetically shows. tasty as well. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is very important. To me. Yeah. I wow. love that about black currant ciders too. Yeah. The so color. You guys, you guys are trying to, yeah, you're doing something different for sure. But like, because of that and the passion, you guys are going to stick out beyond the rest. But still complement so. the same... Yeah, I community. think that will be a little notorious for I, some of our shenanigans, but also just the things that we're trying. 
Yeah, I think there's space for it. You know, I think we've seen a lot of these other cideries up and coming and they're doing traditional apple blends, which is fantastic because we want to see that kind of mm -hmm. traditional cider in Utah and what can you, you uh, do that direction. Uh, but Jordy and I, we want to have fun. We want to like, uh, we want to try something different. We realize that like inside of this community, it's not going to be competitive because it's just like, it's a different category right. of ciders. Mm -hmm. um, so we're really excited to be kind of that half of that makes What's me going happy. On the yeah. yeah, you, you guys are doing community. what I wish I could niche down and have my own. I can, but like, oh, my own business. And like, this is what I want beer. To, like, I want beer to be crazy and funky, but still taste like beer at the end of the day. Kind of yeah, thing. that's kind of, it's, kudos I, to you guys. I think that's kind of a curse of beer. It's so well established now that even the people that all of the consumers have the ideas of what they want from it. And to a degree, of, but yeah. if you look at shades, for like a year and a half, shades was just slapping everyone across the face with their sugar-flavored <laughs> yeah, sugar, sugar beer true. of all the flavors. Like, they were making... I think they were making fun of themselves at one point and they made, like, a, a tomato toothpaste beer yeah. or whatever. Uh -huh. like yes, both I, of, I didn't like, try that one, but pizza, I remember that one distinctly. A shamrock shake beer. I'm like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> like, oh, Sounds like the, Mountain Dew Code Red Cider. Yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. I don't know what you're yeah. the shades of the cider world. And then <laughs> yep. send it. Yep. But the thing about that is... Embrace it. I... I I appreciate what they did for the community at the time because they brought non-beer drinkers to, oh, this is fun and cool and sure. neat. Okay. And then once they started realizing, oh, wait, but this is what actual beer is. It's like a gateway exactly. beer is what I kept sure. calling that. So at that time, I can't speak for them now. I don't know what, I mean, it's been different since, but getting people to get eyes on our community and our craft, hey, whatever, whatever however it takes, whatever yeah. it takes, let's go. Mm -hmm. I'm really curious to see like what our general market is um I, we think it'll be very much younger um stuff our stuff is kind of wild cosplayers um, probably absolutely <laughs> yeah uh, that'll be I me want, i'll be wearing a wizard want. hat that's in the cell yeah. every day pirates yeah <laughs> um but yeah I, i'm wondering if we'll be you know the the shades of the uh, cider making which uh, isn't bad i mean no no totally not yeah, right um, right but um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really curious, and like we'll have a little bit of a breadth of stuff that we actually right. serve, right? Um, yeah. You can always have uh, our what we think is like Utah terroir, actual, very simple cider, uh, crafts. But I think you need that as well. Yeah. Kind of mm -hmm. that balance. Yeah. Well, well that's your heritage, bit. right? Like, again, your family's orchard. It's Utah. Like, yes. So yeah, that's still being represented. I feel like from you. Yeah. yeah. And I should say we'll have a full range. It's not as if we're going to be doing Mountain Dew and Dr Pepper. And in every now single drink that we serve. Now we're going to backpedal on that. Right. <laughs> but, but if no, you we'll, do a Diet Coke cider, I swear to <laughs> God, you guys are going to explode. And then I'll set up a drive-thru and you, it'll each be a dollar. Yeah, you should caffeinate it. Yeah, I feel like that there's a segment of, of the Utah market that I think you guys could get, you will get if actual, you know what I'm saying. Like true bred Utahns. All right, you heard it here first. We're going Fancy for garments it. coming in. Yeah. We're not afraid. I'm taking notes. We're not afraid. I want a pickle cider. I'm still trying to convince yeah. him to make a pickle yep. cider. I have yep. not yep. delved into They're that They're delicious because then you can put tomato juice in and basically have a Bloody Mary. I've had a couple, like a dill pickle cider. Do you have some here? No, we don't right now. What Sorry. I know. We'll work on it. Well, Scion <laughs> Bar hey, almost actually, has everything. If we, <laughs> here's the thing. Let's go get... Rio's not here right now. Let's go to Central Ninth Market, get a bucket of pickles and dump it in one of these fermenters. Yeah. Well, we do. Do. I mean, not Rio's not here, right? Rio, I will be editting this out, homie. Yeah, there are no looking rules. Out for you. Rio's gone. Yeah, David's carrying the bucket. Sorry. Sorry. Rio, I do not support this at all. This is awesome. You got the bucket over there? He's saying no, yeah. but he's nodding his head yes. <laughs> That's it's a problem a good thing with we're the, not, uh, We can't YouTube this yeah. at all. That's why we don't do live video. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> no, 
Utah since the incident. Yeah, the pickle incident. <laughs> <laughs> no, but gentlemen, I'm so excited for you. I want when you guys are close to opening up, I'd like to do a, a Thieves Guild only episode where we oh, cool. sit here oh, and like taste and break down some um, of these wild and crazy and yeah. awesome ciders. We'd love, love to that. have you for sure. Yeah, let's do that Perfect. and then. Five years from now. Within five years, this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like a time capsule. For real. I think we are hoping to shoot for maybe late spring. Next we, year. And we could, yeah, we hope that's so, the case or sooner. I mean, yeah. because, you know, again, the, the Utah communi- community of cideries is coming together and we are aiming for like a spring festival yeah. of that with the group. And we just want to make it happen. With yeah, raising ciders, so, raise yeah. all. Ships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How's that saying go? All canoes. But gentlemen, Rising if you guys need anything, let me know. I know you guys are reaching out to the community in the cider world, but yeah, as yeah, a money, beer maker, um, I'm, 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 I'm a beer maker. Uh, yeah, he makes no money. Stop you think me there. So anyway, <laughs> but if you guys need something, you let me know. Again. For what, sure. What are I going to do to help you? For sure. If you need Absolutely raw that. ingredients, you just want to come see the vessels or whatever I can do for you. Yeah. Know, Again, yeah. this is just back to the community thing. It's like we yeah. haven't met a single brewer that doesn't want to like hang out and talk and help us out. Oh, I'll talk your ear off. We'll keep going. Absolutely. This will be going for like three more hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I want to save like some of the most, I have in-depth yeah. questions, but I want to save it for our, our episode. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Unless I take like a three-year break, so. We'll see what happens. Don't do that. I'm giving you six months. No, I give myself a month. (laughs) (laughs) But gentlemen, again, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for coming and supporting the Utah L Trail and supporting Scion Cider. Coming here, and I'm ex- I really am excited for you guys. This Thanks, is gonna be super. Thank you for having, having us. us. Yeah. On that note, my friends, until the next uh, to the next Thieves Guild. All right, let's yeah. do it. Cheers. Cheers. Yar. <laughs> Shout out to our sponsors, Kings Peak Coffee Roasters. At Kings Peak, they take coffee seriously. Their beans are sourced with utmost care from sustainable farms worldwide, ensuring that each sip is a celebration of exquisite flavors. From captivating blends to captivating single-origin roast, their coffee selection promises to tantalize your taste buds and elevate your coffee game to new heights. King's Peak staff embodies the spirit of hospitality and passion for coffee. With smiles that brighten your day, they're always ready to guide you on an unforgettable coffee journey. From bean selection to brewing techniques, their knowledgeable baristas will happily share their expertise to help you find your perfect cup. King's Peak is committed to making a positive impact on the entire coffee supply chain. With every purchase, you're supporting farmers and artisans, enabling sustainable practices and empowering communities around the globe. Together, we're nurturing a brighter, more inclusive future for everyone involved. Whether you're a coffee aficionado or a curious newcomer, King's Peak is your welcoming sanctuary. Explore their wide array of coffees, accessories, and gifts, and let King's Peak help you find the perfect fit for your unique taste. They're not just a coffee shop, but a community that embraces the joy of coffee and human connection. Join us at King's Peak Coffee Roasters, where coffee dreams come true. All right, family, we are still doing the Utah L Trail here at live at Scion Cider Bar. It's a popping in place. Well, sort of right now, but I have... Five heavy hitters at this table, this small ass table right now. Took most of the clientele yeah. to record. So. Kate from HK Collect Brewing Collective. That's me. Here with beautiful earrings, right by the way. I have Ms. Terry Mum. Terry. Buenos dias. And then I have Christopher Dietrich, the first Esquire. Dietrich, hello. 
Mostly my name. But good try. Hello. He's the ladiest lady of all the ladies right now. It's Chris and the ladies. Stop it. I have, he says. I have the one and only Miss Libby Taylor. Hi, y'all. Libby. Whoop, whoop. And then I have Steph. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Ladies, I'm, friends. I'm now one name. I like it. Steph. Steph. <laughs> it's way easier to say than your last name. I don't know that Nobody I've wants ever, to know my last yeah, name. I don't think I've ever said your I last name. I don't need anyone to find me, so mm-hmm. thank you. Okay, sorry. This is Steph Socks. <laughs> okay, that works. I accept. So, I wore my zombie socks today. You can't see them, but. And Jesus anyway. Jammies, we talked about. But I black. black. <laughs> but my family, welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to talk to you guys about the Utah L Trail and what impact it has made in your business and or for you guys personally. Uh, Kate, we're going to start with you because you are kind of newer to the L Trail, correct? Very new. Newest, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, loving the L Trail, always have to be a part of it as a small business in the fermentation world, but kind of set aside from what everybody else is doing in the city um, by brewing kombucha. Uh, we just kind of feel honored, I guess would be the word, is to partake with everybody else on the ale trail. Um, our storefront, Taproom and Bar, has been open since late spring, um, and it's definitely been difficult to uh, gather business. We're kind of set off the main road, which you guys are aware of. Um, but yeah, we're stoked. We've seen a bunch of people come through that otherwise wouldn't know that we existed, otherwise wouldn't have tried kombucha, um, and we're just super stoked to be a part of it. So it's definitely impacted our business, and we love it. And everybody yeah. that's come through is amazing. So it. HK Brewing is a full bar? Full bar, yeah. So tap room and bar, tap room, using that word basically because we, we are a brewery in the sense that we brew kombucha. Um, so you can come in, you can get non-alcoholic kombucha. You can try a flight with four different flavors. We also do craft cocktails, some of which have kombucha in them. And then we serve a lot of the beverages that are made in the state. So we try to be as local as possible. I love that. And I heard beer, uh, wine. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is not my podcast. You should be. I apologize. Yeah. I was just going to say, if you want to watch someone make the slowest cocktail ever, stop by on a Tuesday afternoon. Oh, yeah. Tuesdays are... Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I, I, yeah, I kind of want to now. <laughs> once, once you order the cocktail, don't make eye contact with the bartender or talk to her because her she's focusing is contagious. on how to do it. Um, but yes, Terry, we do have food. Um, we serve empanadas from Tina's Bakery that's out of Park City. They're sensational. Um, and then we have kind of a curated menu similar to where we are here, Cyan Cider. Um, where they do tin fish and some meats and cheeses. Uh, we kind of get in that realm as well. We certainly don't have a full kitchen by any stretch of the imagination, but we have bites to accompany all of the delicious local beverages that we serve. I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah. You're, uh, it's like an AA meeting. Thank you so much for sharing your story. <laughs> we love you, Kate. Okay, thanks for what you're doing because you're this doing something awkward. that's an uphill battle. I think... You're doing something that doesn't get a lot of recognition, and that's kombucha and you know non-alcoholic beverages. But you're still brewing it. You're still part of our family. Uh, so continue to reach out to us because we're doing whatever we can to help you get some recognition that you truly deserve. You and Hannah are kicking ass. Thank you. And the rest you. of your team. Thank yeah. you. And you've, you've always extended that, and you've been a huge part of our success within this community, um, certainly within... Within the beverage industry, you've opened a lot of doors and relationships for us, and we're appreciative. So thank you for what you do. Thank you. Yeah. And Terry, Mom. Oh, how is What's the up? UBG doing? Utah Brewers Guild. Mm-hmm. We're fantastic. Yeah. We have, like, 
the most money we've ever had in the bank. Don't which is that loud. still Why not a lot that? of money. She doesn't carry it with her. Like, yeah. I'm getting like a mugger later. <laughs> <laughs> a piggy bank at home. It's still not a lot of money, but um, we've had a couple years of rebuilding, and it's nice to be yeah. like feeling like everyone's participating and um, supportive, and we kind of keep launching new things every year. And it really is a volunteer organization. Like I get paid a small stipend to do administrative work, but you know our board kind of carries that load, and a lot of our um, community partners. We've been trying to share the load a little bit more. So Stephanie, for example, helps us with social media. And Thank you, Steph. We You're have welcome. a new volunteer <laughs> who's helping us with our membership platform, which will bring brewers his closer was, together. Remind me, Jordan. Jordan, okay, yes, he is a, phenomenal. Yes, great human being. So he's, um, you know, doing that tech part and getting that platform so we can all talk to each other and share information and have that community that we have here, which is so fantastic. Right. And he's making it. I remember I uh, had a troubleshoot a question and he was just easily did it for us. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So he's a volunteer, you know, every, sometimes our volunteers that do a little ongoing stuff, get a little small beer stipend every month, yeah. you know, but it's very small and, um, but it helps the bigger brewing community. So it's really right. fun kind of volunteer position to do. I know you so. do a lot on the back end and it's appreciated. So thank you so much for what you do because uh, you are a heavy hitter. You don't actually make any beverages, by the I way. I do not. Dang. I am not a brewer. But you're still <laughs> just as important as the rest of us. So yeah. thank you so much for what you do because because of what the effort you're putting in, because you're dealing with your own life, your own family, everything else. And you're giving a fuck about us? Like, thank, thank you. <laughs> it's a fun hobby, I will say. Yeah. But I, in community, for me, it's like, it's my my community yeah. you know so i really love it but i do have an exciting announcement um announce it from ubg one of the things we wanted to do for a couple years now we're, we're launching very soon which is utah pint day that was and the weakest yay ever <laughs> <laughs> so we have announced it to the brewers because we're opening up the orders for the pint glasses but um delaney from third sun and the ale trail designed the glass this year and it's um welcome to brew to full utah i see what you did there uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway another example of sponsors and supporters and community partners that are helping to elevate the brew scene and that um will take place um black friday Oh. Small Business Speaking Saturday. Speaking of Black Stash, is that in your calendar? <laughs> My heart? Is that your day? <laughs> Black Friday? Yeah, it so, is so that weekend, Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, and Small Brewery Sunday, we will be highlighting Utah Craft Beer. Nice. So we're working with X96, we're going to do some billboards, we're going to do some radio spots, and we're yes. going to um, have some fun selling uh, unique, one of a kind. And thank you so much for uh, spearheading that. And helping with that. Oh, I did not spearhead it. Who? Who did? I want to know. We have some new volunteers, some people that oh, have wow. helped. You know, That's I mean, I, it was I put it on the list of things we want to do, and and luckily because I've been very, I have another job, you know that, and uh, luckily people are stepping up and kind of pitching in. So Beautiful. it's definitely not me. Don't ever well, give it's me the credit. Team effort as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, congrats thank on the you. team, and thank you for doing that for uh, helping do that for us. Yes, thank you for uh, all being members of the guild. Fantastic. Ta da. <laughs> No, 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 no. Going no, this no. way. I was like, <laughs> going to Chris. I'm going to Chris. <laughs> the old Dietrich. Chris Dietrich, welcome to the show, my friend. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> oh, shit. Is your thing working? I believe so. Oh, yeah. Now you hear me. There you we hear, go. You got, you, can you hear yourself? Uh, yes. <laughs> Dietrich, what is new over at Level Crossing right now? We have a brand new beer we made uh, in collaboration with our friends at Third Sun Productions. And the Utah Ale Trail, and it's called the Third Crossing. 
It's our amber ale uh, brewed with uh, organic chai tea and vanilla. Beautiful. And that was a collaboration <laughs> for this event this weekend, this specifically. This event specifically, and it will likely not last more than tomorrow. But thank Sunday. you so much for doing that. Like, yeah, you know, bringing Spotlight on the Utah L Trail, by collaborating with them. I think collaborate. you guys know me, I preach collaboration out the ass. And the fact that you're collaborating with um, an individual in our community, a company that's trying to showcase us, like, thanks, man. Like, that's huge that you guys did that over at Level Crossing. Well, we love it. I mean, they're, they're great. And uh, we did a, our collaboration for the Brewers Guild Fest uh, earlier this summer, and that was sensational. And, so, and you hosted the Pink Boots earlier this year. We, we did. We Are you did. doing all the things this year? Jeez. Some of the things. <laughs> some of the things. But they've all been fantastic. And uh, we, we love, you know, I love this community. We love this community. Uh, it's great people. It's great businesses, breweries, kombucha makers, sake makers, cider makers. Yeah. Um, there's, there's wonderful people here. And um, we, we feel fortunate to be able to, to work in the same community and, and make new and interesting uh, beers with, with them and share them with everybody else. Yeah. Thanks for what you do, Dietrich. I know you have a, you've been going through some growing pains in a little while. you got a new place opening up over the Post. The Post District. We're not too far from here. Right. Uh, opened up earlier this summer. Yeah. And then you got new staff members learning them, teaching them the we good do. ways. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. And, yeah, how's the Post District doing? It, it's, it's going better than at the start. Uh, when it started, I mean, the whole city block has been under construction. Yeah. So getting people down there to recognize that this area was open for business and to get people there uh when it was because it it was still a construction site right. was, was difficult but um lately it's gotten much better construction has finished uh for the most part in our area and uh, it looks much more warm and inviting and welcoming for people to come down and have some fresh wood fired pizzas and delicious craft beer i tell you what you do make some mean pizza over there the old level of xing tell you what it's it's good pizza yeah I, and good beer thank you for doing that but, my friend, again, I can't say this enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you for what you did for the Utah L Trail. I think that's, that's a huge play. They're, they're rad. We love them. And uh, this will not be the last one. I love it. Levy Taylor, you ready? I was born never ready. <laughs> <laughs> Can we make the shirt out of that? I think that's a great t-shirt mm -hmm. idea. <laughs> I was born never ready. So, the Libby Taylor, I want you to know that you are one of my favorite humans of all time. Hey, right back at Same. And I want to know, yeah, there we go, right? And um, how's retirement doing? Oh, God. <laughs> I've made it three whole weeks. I haven't um, pulled all of the hair out of my head yet, but I'm getting close. You still, I mean, you got a hat on, so I don't know what's under there. <laughs> the ponytail looks good. Um, it's it's the... been nice uh, to get to um, one rest which I think is so important um, and to kind of reevaluate, you know, and think a lot about who I am, what I want to do um, and who I get to do that with. And I've been really enjoying it. Um, and, you know, an event like this, a weekend like this with the Ale Trail is so awesome, um, especially for our Pink Boots group. You know, of course, it's great to see new faces come into all of our businesses respectively and try our products and get to know what we're doing. Um, and, but we're such a small community, and then you take that down an even smaller degree to just the women and non-binary folks in this industry, in this community. Um, and it's really nice for us to have that opportunity to go out to each other's businesses um, a little more frequently than we normally get to. Uh, so it's been really awesome because we're all very focused in Salt Lake City, but, you know, we've got big heavy hitters in Ogden and Springville and all over the place that we definitely need to give a little bit more love to. And a weekend like this provides that opportunity. So it's it. been really nice. What's it been like to take some self-care for yourself? 
really wonderful. Good. Um, I ran into a former coworker yesterday, and he said that I looked 10 years younger, <laughs> and I couldn't help but lie and say, or tell the truth and say that I felt 10 years younger. Beautiful, Libby. Um, it's been really awesome, and I know I'm very privileged to have the chance to do that with a, you know, I'm, of course I'm trying to figure out what's next, mm. um, but I am very privileged that I have this, have had this time to kind of relax. Uh, you kind of uh, helped me in my path lately because I watched you st take a step back and not just go like, oh, it's a free game. I'm going to go party and do all the things all at once, <laughs> but you actually looked within. And yeah. So thanks for being an example to me because I had to do that. And thank you because I think you're, like you said, a heavy hitter. You're at this table. We're all heavy hitters here in our own different ways. And uh, I'm excited to see what is in the future for you. Well, thank you. You and your hustle have definitely rubbed off on me, too. I spent the first couple of weeks popping over and shadowing. Chris was um, nice enough to host me one day. The gals at Saltfire hosted me. I went up to Park City and did a brew day with Nils, too. So I'm still trying to keep my um, hands from being too idle. That's so. true. And you, were, you took over for Steph one day. I the, did. The wet hop one that Steph yes, missed out on. I did I'm get super to jealous. Set, not trying to rub it in. It's fine. It's my own fault for not being in town. <laughs> that was a really awesome episode. Uh, Nils and Zach are both really, really intelligent, and I was super um, honored to get to share that space with yeah. them. And I, I appreciate you guys for stopping by, and you came in at Keto's during a very special moment, mm -hmm. and that was when the team, we lost, launched our first ever true nitro stout, yeah. and we were honing it in, but I was like, here it is, ah, and we're just geeking out. And thanks for sharing that memory. Yeah, with me. thank you for sharing that with us. That was awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Uh, congrats on the next chapter, wherever it is. Thank you. We all have your back, girl. Absolutely. I know that. I feel Steph, it. Steph, <laughs> it is your turn. <laughs> I want to say, uh, first and foremost, that I really do appreciate what you've done in the back end by just being you. Oh, thanks, because it's all I know how to do. Exactly. But, but like, you don't apologize for being you. And you are you. And I, I think it's hilarious and adorable <laughs> at the same time. But thank you for being you. You're welcome. It's really all I do. <laughs> I mean, when people are like, what do you do for a job? I'm like, I am me. Yeah. I don't really know. So what is it about <laughs> us that you like are so enticed to? I absolutely love Utah's beer community. It's something I fell in love with quickly. When I started working at Red Rock, I was like, these are fantastic people. I want to get to know all of them better and be their friends. I totally like snuck in under the radar. I was like, please let me hang out with you, which is kind of how things like today happen. I just show up and you guys let me. So. <laughs> hey, Steph, <laughs> microphone, come on. Hey, right, Steph's here. Okay, we'll let, her, we'll let her happen this time. So, I mean, I just kind of have anybody who says, hey, can you help with this? I'm like, absolutely, because it means I get to stick around a little bit but what's longer. what's it like wearing so many hats? You have like 30 uh, hats. She wears many socks. Oh. I do have, I do have many socks. Well played, <laughs> um, uh, It's great for my ADHD. I mean, I get to just change <laughs> what I'm doing every day of the week. So um, it's great for me, actually. I love helping out with so many different things because it feels like I'm able to get to know so many people. And Mikey has given me a great opportunity to be on the radio with him. Um, and it's given me a chance to meet so many of the amazing people in our craft beer community. So... Um, thanks to Mikey, I've met Terry, and I already knew Kate a little bit, and I've met, I've gotten to know Libby, and <laughs> I was already harassing Chris once in a while anyway, and, and I was already harassing you, David, once in a while too, but um, I've met so many amazing people, and I just, uh, when I grow up, I, I don't know what I want to do, but I don't want to leave beer. Yeah, so. I can see that. Can I just say something? Absolutely. 
the enthusiasm that she brings to the work that we do is like it's priceless like we're all just trying to make it happen and she comes in with this like completely fun and exciting attitude it's very helpful my therapist calls that anxiety (laughs) (laughs) i gotta pipe in for just a hot second um but if you focus it maybe that's what's happening in your brain (laughs) but what you're projecting i mean i second what terry's saying and we could sit here and just compliment each other over and over because i I think we do all very much admire each other uh, you know as friends and colleagues but stuff you really you do you might be having a meltdown inside, but we'd never, we'd never know because it comes it's called across, anxiety. It comes across well with that unbelievably beautiful laugh and smile, and you literally light up a room. Okay, well, every now time. I have to leave because I'm crying. Thank yeah. you very much. Let's, just, let's all remember this is David's show. I don't mean right? oh, No, no, no. This is Tastemasters. But no, Thank you're you. just, uh, you're a huge part of this industry. I, I wouldn't be the same without you present and, and all the different platforms that you're a part of. So. Thank you. I think that, honestly, that's a good representation of our community because I show up one day a week at HK. I <laughs> randomly show up to help with the Brewers Guild stuff. Libby's like, we have a Pink Boots event. And I'm like, okay, I have, I have free time that night. I mean, you're like, hey, what are you doing today? I was like, I don't have plans. So I will just, it's everyone's just welcoming and so inclusive and just so kind. It like, makes it fun. I, I think the reason why I'm attached to you is because you give a fuck. You're not just I someone do. that's you're not just someone that's like wants like all to, of the fucks. to just you just want to just drink and, and get drunk no. and smash. Like you actually like care about like you're I've watching you learn on this radio state. Yeah, I I don't know how to say your guys' name. i it's a tongue twister to me. I keep calling it beard radio news. It's, like, it's all like the wrong thing. Nerd radio. I can't say it. But like watching you learn. Like you're not, you weren't just there to like just. Da-da-da, no, like, I I will say because I often because I don't know what I want to do. I think I want to show up and help, and I love more than anything. I love watching things succeed and knowing that I had even a tiny part in that. But watching even like recently, you're like I hate saisons. I'm like girl, you <laughs> and can't now look at me. Don't I got get her started on pumpkin beer. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. pumpkin beer I still hate. Accurate. But even today, I was like, can I have the funk flight? Because suddenly, I don't hate saisons anymore. Yeah. One of those is pumpkin, by the way brewed with pumpkin <sighs> and you loved it <laughs> and now you've ruined it for her <laughs> no but Steph thanks for what you do for yeah. us and Thank thanks for being a, a, a voice in this community absolutely that, love it yeah. I'm so and, fortunate to be here you have no idea <laughs> like honestly every day I'm like how did I sneak my way into this <laughs> we ask the same question <laughs> good <laughs> No, but my family, I just want to say thank you so much for what you guys do and for helping another small part of us, which is the Utah L Trail, to kind of bring uh, noise and, and face to it. Um, we are, like we're saying right here, we're all complimenting each other. We're all here for each other. If there's something that you guys need, don't, feel, don't be afraid to reach out, even if it's privately. We all know we're all dealing with stuff uh, outside of the brewing industry as well. So even outside, if you needed someone to talk to, I know I had a lot of people reach out to me and say, hey, I know you have a long drive home. You just need to chat. And that's it. It doesn't got to be about beer. It doesn't got to be about kombucha or sake. But just, we are all human beings as well. So if you guys need something, don't be afraid to reach out. Yeah? You're just the sweetest human ever. <laughs> Before that happens, <laughs> is there anything else you guys have for today? Uh, can I just tell you that the this is the first time I've ever done the fall crawl. I've worked during the fall crawl before, but 
I haven't actually done it, and I'm a little obsessed with getting all the stamps. I don't even need a prize. I just want all the stamps. Yeah. So I encourage this so, behavior in everyone else. So we <laughs> tried anxiety. to figure this out. 35 <laughs> locations from St. George to Logan. A lot. Good luck. <laughs> St. George seems to be the hard one to get to, I think. But uh, Yeah. Unless I believe in fly. people. Right. There is that option. Usually flights but are there's awesome. Yeah, I would say it's totally worth it to go down to Silvery. I would. Like, it I would mean, they just brought back a medal from GABF. Yeah. So, uh, and in a hard category. Yes. Black Logger, I believe. Good God. So my Congrats. heart is with Silver Reef, and if I could get the stamp, I would. So Utah L Trail um, got Cedar City Policy Kings. So yes. they got that. And I'm very proud and happy to hear that Policy Kings is part of the trail this year. So I think I'm going to buy a school bus. So that I can get all of us around. I'm in. Yeah. Who's <laughs> if you want to driving? <laughs> Someone we none of us know. We, that is an. We're gonna outsource the driver. Okay. Add yeah. another day. We'll add another day, so and Utah, then we'll all crawl week. <laughs> none of us are in charge of the ales rail, but we have so many ideas. <laughs> for them. Hear us, hear us now. Oh, I love you guys so much, and thanks for sh- being here supporting um, this e- this event and this day. Yeah. I'll see you guys soon. Until the next Ale Trail. Cheers. Salute. Cheers. Go for it, Matt. All right. So right now we're drinking the uh, Colorado Cider Company uh, out of Denver. Their apple cherry wine, which is their cider uh, with a secondary fermentation of Colorado uh, Montmorency cherries. As the bottle says, a generous amount of cherries. Uh, and then that secondary fermentation happens in Deerhammer whiskey barrels. Second fermentation in whiskey barrels. Mm. Hmm. Fascinating. I don't think Elizabeth's going to want it. Oh, I'm going to enjoy this very much. I love so whiskey. We have uh, Chris Dietrich here, Elizabeth, and Matt Ostrander. So Hi. cheers, 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 y'all. Guys. Happy Utah Ale Trail Fall Crawl like 2023. Oh, yeah. Happy it Fall really Crawl. Is. Exactly. I love that nose, by the way. Oh, it's so good. That is a winter Ooh. holiday cider. That's delightful, though. That Chris, is a cider that warms the cockles. Uh-huh. Mm. And yeah. subcockles. Chris, one, sub-cockles. Of the thing, one of the things we like to do when we introduce David to cider is like, what, is, what memory does this evoke for you? Do you yeah. have one? Uh, it, it's uh, bringing me back to the, the mulling spices uh, that my mom would have, uh, you know, December time, just always simmering in the kitchen. Yep. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, that is this flavor is like that aroma. And then you mm-hmm. know you have uh, cherry pie or um, yeah, it's yeah, perfect. Definitely some cherry pie notes. Yeah. David. Yeah. So you guys said that's funny. You you brought that up because I was thinking of one. Mm-hmm. My mother would always bring back you know those in the in the pink uh, kind of purplish pink kind of like uh, Jordy's shirt that pink purple color uh, ch- like chocolate covered cherries. Oh yeah. Mm. And it's like, I think it's like called Big Chocolate Cherries or Big Cherries, but then they basically were the big chocolate ball with a cherry in it or cherry mm-hmm. goo, and you bite into it. I always hated them, but I love the flavor. Like, right. I hate the cherry, like, gooiness. I hate being right. sticky. Mm-hmm. But that, that flavor reminds me of that candy Well, bar. when you say that, now I want some bitter chocolate. Bitter like chocolate. Like, dark chocolate. Oh, yeah. A nice, real dark chocolate yeah. with this. Mm-hmm. Just like 85-plus cacao. Yep. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for a chocolate insider tasting class <laughs> at Science Cider Bar. Chocolate oh. masters. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, it's actually we did actually use some ritual chocolate bars twice now, and nice. we did a, for last Sweet. Valentine's Day we did a pairing 
right, of three different ritual chocolate bars. Um, and then our most recent one with Liberty Heights Fresh, we kind of did cheese, charcuterie, and a little bit of ritual chocolate. So, yeah, that was good. And um, I can't look away when things are happening. Um, so, yeah, but I'd love to do that again. Um, and, you know, we're in tight with the Caputo's guys, so they're ex-chocolate czar over at Caputo's. We will bring them over and do something. So here's this a question for you, Liz, because you're the best at this. What cheese would you pair with this specific cider? Oh, shoot. Uh, this is... I don't know. Liam Connolly, Rio's brother over at Liberty Heights Fresh, might get, might get mad at me for some of these things because he's the cheese master. I'm going to say a nice hard cheese. Uh, I do, but sometimes... I'll say sharp. Sharp, mm. but mm. sometimes I kind of like those delicate goat cheese, like drunken goat type mm. things, like more desserty but mild because this is a pretty strong cider, right? It's got some... So, I don't know. I, thinking, it could go a lot of different ways with that one. I'm thinking honest. something... I don't want to say Parmesan, like Parmesan, not necessarily. Craft singles. <laughs> maybe a Velve easy cheese. Maybe a Velveeta. <laughs> Squeezy cheese. Easy no. cheese. I, I could mean, see some easy cheese on a, on a Slim Jim. Mm. God damn. Is that Red Bull? <laughs> That's my breakfast. Okay. <laughs> well, breakfast. And of course, I, mean, I say Parmesan only in the sense of like a hard cheese like that. Yeah, the sharpness, I think. No. I think a nice hard. There's some, I don't know. And I know that that's a You just want to say the word range. hard. That's I, I say hard. Just hard cheese. <laughs> Now, uh, I am looking over to our menu right now. We've got, like, an Italian brie, so like a creamy thing like that. I can, yeah. see, I can see how it's creamy. Not as, it's not as, like, French brie. Like, okay. it's not as strong. It's strong. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah. See, it warms the cockles, and you have cockles in brine. <laughs> Different cockles. I don't know. I'm not sure. How many cockles are there? I don't know. All the cockles. See, <laughs> I feel like cockles are cockles are cockles. We're like we should five be able to hours in recording. It's going south at this point. Sorry, <laughs> no, listeners. But we, we brought anyway. Matt. You, we got, you had some news for us. I do. I have some amazing. Well, I've got so much amazing news. One, uh, Colorado Cider Company, what we're drinking right now, their grasshopper. Their dry hopped lemongrass cider. Everybody's been clamoring for it. It will be in Utah liquor stores. Ooh. Oh, wow. The first pallet is on the way. So the first 100 cases, the faster that gets snatched up, the more they order for the next, you know, next shipment. Um, but it's going to be in Utah liquor stores, and it should be statewide. It should be hitting more or less all the stores. Beautiful. Yeah. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, in addition to the grass hop up, the state has agreed to put Haken Cider in. That's, uh, that, that's that big bottle of the, the Red, Red Love. Love. Oh, uh, yeah, we yeah. Had, or, mm -hmm. uh, not necessarily so, that kind, that variety, right, sorry. So this, uh, this first shipment will be Macintosh, and what Ooh. the state has agreed to is instead of a seasonal, which the state's used to some seasonal offerings where there's four different offerings through the year or whatever, uh, with Haken, it's simply going to be every time they place an order, it's whatever they have 33 cases of to fulfill the order. Oh, shit. So, so this first shipment should be Macintosh. Uh, Haken is known for doing single varietal ciders, uh, very high-end. Um, I'll give Haken a little bit of a shout-out and a little bit of plug. Um, Haken has a cider in French Laundry mm. and several other Michelin-starred restaurants. Interesting. Uh, at French Laundry, their bottle sells for $120. Oh, my. Actually, so, I think that's low. That feels like a low number. I think it's like more like 160 or 170. It could be. Yeah, it's I mean, up there. 120 like, is what I know. Us brewers, it's, it's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's but, San Francisco dollars right there. I, I clinched my cock along. <laughs> <laughs> is that appropriate? Yes. Feels Bring it back around. I mean, at French Laundry, 120 is kind of your minimum for, yeah. pe for people to consider oh, gotcha. buying it. Um, but it should tell you kind of the quality 
that Haken puts out. They're a high-end cider. And then part of what helped get them into the state is all of their ciders are certified kosher. Oh, so they're blessed bre- ble- bre- <laughs> blessed by a rabbi. Blessed by a rabbi. Breast by a blabby. Yeah. I saw my R's and B's get switched like real quick. Again, five hours in, guys. It's Blessed been a long rabbi. day of drinking. Uh, they're, very, they're very committed yeah. uh, to the Jewish faith, and all of their ciders are kosher. So that's a big thing is bringing that in as another option. Um, most people think of there's, there being kosher wines. Uh, but to bring something else in as another option for people um, is huge. Yep. And I know, the, I know that the state has been trying to put an emphasis on kosher products because we do have a large Jewish community here. Mm. And it's worth Enjoy. serving. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the two things coming to Utah liquor stores. The Haken will be in limited stores, more the wine and like the wine stores, wine store on 3rd East and the wine store that is off of 3rd West. And is that Harrison Ave? Harrison, yeah. I think it's Harrison yeah. Ave. Um, um, yeah. And but then, on top of yeah. that, uh, I just signed a new importer. So I will be bringing in ciders from Estonia, Whoa. Poland, oh. and Switzerland. Ooh. Now, those are going to be Cyan Cider Bars exclusives, most likely. Well, oh, no. Well, okay. They will start at Cyan, but they'll be available to anybody that wants to order those. Wow. And then I'm also in talks with a cidery that is in Italy, in the Tyrol region, nor- like about a two hours roughly by driving, so northeast of Milan. Okay. Uh, up in the mountains there. There is a my jam. There is a cidery up in there, Florabunda. And I'd, I'd name the ciders out of, like, so the Estonia is Yanni Hansu. Sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to attempt the Polish. Uh, I'm Polish. I'm not even attempting that name either. The Polish <laughs> or the Swiss, with Swiss cider. I mean, Swiss, I can, uh, I want to say it's Zellerai, uh, I believe. But don't quote me 100% on that. Okay. I'm trying to go off memory. You're on record. Until I bring it, until I get, until it gets here. Um, not, you know, not 100% clear on it. But uh, I'm so excited to be bringing in four more international really options. Cool. Congratulations. Four, four countries that haven't been represented uh, well, Insider got- almost anywhere, really, but to bring those to Utah. I thought is- you guys had a Switzer. Uh, Sweden. We have Sweden. Sweden. Mm-hmm. Uh, Get you with the S's. Goddamn. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. How much yeah, warmer can the cockles of my heart get? Right I don't now? know. <laughs> so warm. So warm. Oh, so warm. <laughs> Damn. But that's four different countries. Yeah. Four new countries. Four mm-hmm. new countries and four countries that are not. not really known for their ciders. Yeah, I wouldn't think Switzerland's known for their ciders. Uh, so Switzerland, Austria, uh, southern Germany has a big cider culture. Hmm. Um, there's a lot of roadways in those countries that are lined with apple trees, mm-hmm. uh, which was all very intentional because back in the day, I mean, armies would move along roadways, and if there's apple trees growing, it provides a food source. And so your armies were, were fed partially. No, I mean, you can't survive on apples alone, but... Oh. Not uh, with that attitude. <laughs> Apple all day, man. Come on. I mean, you add a little yeast to it and some fresh apples. I mean, maybe you can survive on cider Throw some hops in there. And yeah. Hops. And yeah. Yeah. Age it for a while. And yeah. Put it yeah. some cherry juice in it and mm. a It's barrel. a full meal. I mean, that's <laughs> almost, you know, all the food groups, right? Yeah. That's I mean, the food pyramid. Pair with some cockles. You're good. 
God, I swear. We use that word one more time. I'm going to throat punch. <laughs> it's like, it's like the, the secret word of the day. Uh, I do like this one, though, yeah. Matt. So the secret word is cockles. <laughs> oh, uh, come again? <laughs> but I love how you are still on the hunt to bring in good ciders, Matt. So thank you so much for what you do. Always. Mm-hmm. I am always looking for something new, something we haven't seen. Uh, I have a palette of French cider from Romilly Cider. Coming. Uh, in, you know, they're out of uh, Nor- they're a Normandy style cider, so very okay. funky. Uh, that is sitting at the warehouse, just waiting on paperwork at the DABS. So they have a sweet, a semi-sweet, a dry, an extra dry, and a rosé. Uh, which the rosé will be red fleshed apples. Ooh. This is so, the theme of the day with David. He just ate some this morning. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually kind of obsessed a little bit. Yeah. They're really cool. Yeah, we're very excited about uh, that. Red flesh. So they're always exciting. But yeah. So uh, I've got those five ciders coming in, and I still have a palette of ciders from Spain. Mm-hmm. We're waiting on that, yeah. So it is. Uh, there's a couple different things on there. Some cans. Some 12 ounce, effectively 12 ounce cans, which should be exciting for people in the U.S. because we love our canned cider; they're much more affordable. And then a few uh, 700 mil. I don't know why. What's that in ounces or gallons or barrels? So 700 mil should be just shy of 24 ounces. So here's, this is a. And I'm going to throw this out there for people that a lot of people seem to shy away from 750 mil bottles. Okay. So a wine-sized bottle of cider. Uh, 750 mil is, in reality, it's less than 26 ounces, which means it's barely more than two 12-ounce cans. And most people that I know won't shy away from a 12-ounce can yeah. of anything. Yeah. If you have a friend with you, split a 750. Go two and two, go, you know, two people on that thing. It's like two 12-ounce ciders. Yeah. Um, I think people get confused and they get intimidated when they look at a bottle that big and they start thinking, that's a lot of cider. Because we're speaking ounces and milliliters and gallons and barrels and hectoliters. And again, if you ah. put it in like Utah vernacular, you know, it's a wine bottle size. So it's really five glasses of five ounce pours. No, you're saying Utah. It's Diet Coke size. How much can I fit in my Diet Coke mug? Okay, fair. Mm, Come on now. You know, a Starbucks venti cup does fit an entire bottle of 750 milliliter wine. No. It does. It does. Trust me. A venti. Yeah. Ask soccer moms everywhere. Oh, I'm telling you. You mean It'll, Yeti mom or Yeti, Yeti mom? Stanley mom. Yeah. 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 Put it in your Stanley. 500 soda. Yeah. 500 mil. Okay. Well, anyway. That's a lot of diet Point Coke. Is. Yeah. It's a lot it of diet. Yeah. Or, <laughs> now, your is, Maverick yeah. mug is yeah. going to be about two 750s if you have the right Maverick mug. Wow. You guys have done the math on that. So, I don't know. You're speaking don't, my language, though. Yeah. yeah. There's a similar thing in the beer industry, though, like where back 10, 12 years ago, big 750 or 22 ounce bomber mm-hmm. glass bottles of high APV beers were all the rage. Right. And, you know, they were commanding high price points for right. these mm-hmm. beautifully waxed, dipped uh, exactly. 750 cork bottles, and they, they are. Um, yeah, they're but, sellerable, too, with that type of beer, right? It's but, like a, more of a, I forgive yes. my beer knowledge. But for a lot of people, um, they, they, again, were intimidating because they, they, they bought them one for a very high price point and then made them exclusively special occasion beers. Mm-hmm. They were only going to drink them when... It was a special occasion, or there were a bunch of friends that would enjoy it with him. And then, so you ended up with people right. with these enormously uh, impressive sellers of beer, but they were never right. drank. Right. Like, drink right. the beer. And so and, um, that has evolved. I mean, they, and a lot of breweries went to 500 mil size bottles, still great. 
Mm-hmm. But now you're getting like the same amazing quality of beer now in uh, 16 or 12 ounce cans. Yep. Yeah. That yeah. Um, one, the price point's lower, and right. two for the actual cost of the glass versus the can, so that it is changing in yeah. the cider world too. And, and That's people are true. drinking more of it mm-hmm. because they get a 12 ounce can of this big imperial uh, barrel aged barley wine. Right. That it's 12 ounces. They're not like you can drink that all yourself if you want, uh, or yeah. you could you could wait to share it. But it's not. Um, yeah. It's not like when you had 750 mils of this big 12% barley wine and you just sat on it because you're just waiting for whatever moment that is. Like The moment is when you share that. Exactly. You have to wait to drink it. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but I, I, I appreciate the smaller size. I do, yeah, I do find it hilarious. Personally, this is just a personal anecdote kind of thing. Um, I've seen people that look at a 12 ounce and they're like, it fits in my, fits in my hand nicely. It's just 12 ounces. And that some people will just put two of those down without even thinking. And you could do a 750 or something just right. as nice. And they scoff at this. Yeah, yeah. and they're like, no, 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 I can't drink. I can't drink a whole 750 by myself. Right. So it's, it's, a, it's a thing that I've been kind of focused on lately. Um, I don't necessarily, you know, advise people, you know, you need to be drinking 750s by yourself. Right. But if you're willing to drink two 12-ounce cans, um, and that's not a big deal, right. you want something that's very nice. It's all nice, about perception. It's right. perception. But it's also about understanding the numbers. Yeah, but and also in America, if it's on TikTok, I ain't doing numbers. Right, right, right. Well, but when you're talking, Chris, I'll about those TikTok beers, those imperial beers, or be higher ABV, right? Yes. So mm-hmm. what are we talking in the ABV range on those bigger? I mean, uh, usually north of 10%. 10% okay, so that's plus. significant, yeah. right? So, yeah. But more often than not, ciders, even in the 750 format, are so much less than that or standard wines, right? Uh, ciders will be between maybe 6% and the 9% on the high end. Now, we have a couple at Cyan that are definitely in the 11, 14, 12% range, mm-hmm. but definitely people aren't necessarily not sharing those, right? They're sharing them here. Uh, I know, I went all over the place with the numbers, but I'm curious, though, now that we've talked about the ABV, what is this apple cherry wine? This apple cherry wine is 13%. So, because it is, like, more of a true wine, right? But it is lovely here, you're able to serve those um, higher ABV beers on tap. Yeah, ciders. Ciders, yes, because cider is wine. Yes, right. So, (laughs) you can get in a a very appropriately sized pour of a higher ABV cider mm-hmm. uh, and, and drink it. Right, now, right. For a brewery, if, if we package 16-ounce cans of a 12.1% barley wine, right. you're getting 16 ounces of You're married to it now. Yeah, that exactly. Beer, yeah. It's a commitment. That's it's what it is. And yeah. that's unfortunate because I don't want to sit here and, you know, like, again, I'd rather share this barley wine or imperial ABCD, but I have to now, what am I going to do? I can't walk out with it. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. that's the thing about that makes cans hard, too, where mm-hmm. in Utah, if you go to a bar or restaurant, you can finish the rest, you can take the rest of the bottle of wine home. Right. Wine equals cider, in this case, if you don't finish it. You can't do that with a can of beer. Correct. So yeah. that is unfortunate, which is kind of why we purposely made our Cyan to go cans resealable. Yeah. <laughs> like, not that you can start those here, but for portability sakes, you know, sure. you're, you're hiking or you want to put it back in your pack, take a little sip, whatever. Uh, you know, or skiing, so you can have it throughout the day. Yeah. So, like, I love that about our cans, and I think people have. We too. love you and your spot, Elizabeth. Aww. Thank you so much for hosting us Thank today you. and Thank for providing you. a a vision to have all the ciders I can teach us about ciders. For sure. And, and well, and Matthew's been a big part of that. Um, and I think you missed a little bit of news when we kind of were t- taking the tour around the world of cider. Matthew is also going to be teaching a University of Utah lifelong learning course this winter semester. It'll be held here at Scion. 
Um, it'll actually be on Monday nights, so that's it's only open to people who sign Monday up. Monday night f cider ball. <laughs> Monday night cider ball, absolutely. Starts in January. It's going to be great. Um, so it's like one class a month, um, and like we're starting off like. You know, we're going to start with U.S. North American setters, so U.S. and maybe some Canada. We'll see which ones we end up picking. Um, and then in February, we'll move to France. And then That's cool. Yeah, and then in March, we're going to do U.K. setters, English-style setters, which is some of Matthew's favorite style. Oh. And, um, and then close it out in April with Spanish cidra, because we should have the new setters of Spain, hopefully, and by all that. So, Cross your fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's, we're kind of, and that's the end of the traditional Spanish cidra season of choch. So... So yeah, we kind of have things on the I love that. that. You guys have plans. Yeah, and I know Chris yeah. likes the Basque style uh, Spanish cedra too. I, I do. That was, I, yeah. that was my first one. Nice and, and funky. It yeah. Awesome. So it's a good one to go to. Yeah, we love good. it for those like funk for yeah. sure. Yeah, funk and acidic and sour. Yeah, your sour beer I like fans. The acid, yeah, the acidic, yeah. Uh, so good. Yeah, on that side. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Not not my jam. I like the wine side of things, but yeah. So. My friends, thank you so much for being here. I do appreciate you guys. This has been a great day. Yes. Fall crawl out the ass. Love it. Love thank it. you guys. Uh, and keep, keep supporting the crawl. And we're going to go take care of some dogs real quick. <laughs> Those cockles are barking. Uh, oh. 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 On that note, until <laughs> next the time, my one. friends. Nice. Uh, Salute. Cheers. cheers. been another episode of the tastemasters find us on instagram at the underscore tastemasters twitter at the tastemasters or on facebook as the tastemasters like share subscribe dm us for any questions or leave a review tell your friends and thanks for listening produce and recorded at fuse audio give them a follow at fuse underscore audio